Welcome to the GCW Plants Podcast, episode 81. John, how are you doing tonight? Dude, I am doing great. We're going live for the third time in 2024. I think we have only went live in 2024. I'm doing great, man. How are you doing tonight? Doing good. We have a lot to discuss tonight. Uh, fun LA shows and very fun Phoenix shows, and a lot of stories and a lot of a lot of action to cover too. It's we have a fun oh, yeah. night, I think, ahead of us. It's going to be fun. Ooh, Kev's bootlegs already on here. Hey now, we're going like that, like an old Howard Stern. <laughs> I know, hey just started, now. right? <laughs> What's up, Kev's? Oh man. So yeah, we've got a loaded weekend. We attended both shows. Yes, we are got first time in a long time, uh, first hand recalls of everything that we uh, saw on both <laughs> nights. It's going to be fun. Yeah, it was wild out there. Um, okay, so should we should we just roll into it? Is there any? I'm trying to see if I have any notes here to mention on this one. Yeah, we were there live. Um, holy shit! Speaking of meeting listeners, I made a ton of new friends. We were catching up with people. I wanted to say thanks to the several people who had gifts or wanted to chill out with me. Big shout out to Fox, who was sitting right beside me the whole time in those tight ass seats with me. Um, we had so much love. Um, B, you ended up coming in way where there was a circle of one or two that were like, I'm like, come on over here. You got to check out. This is the guy right here. This is B. Like we've we've met so many cool people. And it was like at this show, especially I've seen more than before. And there was one person especially that wanted to give me something and I feel terrible because I was so damn busy. I did not have time for them and I always make time with people. So I ended up talking to him like, I am so sorry. And I told him the next time we're both at a show together, it's fucking on. So I just want to get a you know chance to talk to everyone and see how that goes. Um, a lot of newer fans were at this show. We had a We Want Tables chant, which is Ugh. almost unheard of at GCW. I don't think it's terrible. I actually like to hear that because that lets me know that's how many new faces are in the building. Yeah, that yeah, new, yeah. Those are new potential fans. And I know that the GCW Experience Live, it hooks a lot of people. So yeah, it yeah. hooks everybody. I think that's how it got me. Yeah. It was the first show. <laughs> yeah, the live experience is just so much fun. But... Yeah, L.A. was just incredible. Emil opened up the show, and we were already pounding the mat. So that's the way this really went down. Yeah, I uh, oh, I lost my game changer uh, cage match stuff up. But yes, uh, first show we are starting off with is GCW's coldest winter two in L.A. at the UCC. And uh, yeah, we actually before the show. So we had a little uh, pre-show. I thought that was kind of nice. A pretty little match that we kind of talked about a while ago and haven't brought up, which I think that was kind of smart. They were testing uh, getting ready for the Fight TV on the first match coming up on Fight TV, making mm -hmm. sure everything, all the lights, the sound, everything came through good. And uh, they had to make it look good as the first match of the night, which surprised me, as you told me, when I walked in the building. Matt Cardona going against Nick Namath to open up the show. Yeah. And yeah. That was, that was a shock to me. Uh, I, I was expecting a crazy night just based on that alone. So, uh, yeah, what a way to start the night off. <laughs> okay. So I'll be the one. I'm always the one. I'm the cornet listener. Okay. So conventionally, you want the new eyeballs to watch your product and the stars to see the big names. So you always generally carry that at the end of the night. However, Blake Christian taught me there's a reason for everything. 
So in this situation, there must have been a very good reason. But yeah, they opened the show and it's just like, wow, if you were tuning into Triller, you got what you want and you may turn off. So there, I hope there's a great from. reason. Yeah, yeah, because I want I want somebody who tuned in for Nick to see Effie, you know, and see some of these other stars that we have because those are the ones who hooked us. I mean, Cardona, uh, yeah. you know, Cardona's huge and... But I mean, people like Effie, you know, hooked me on GCW wrestling, you know, Ninja Mac, Tony Deppin. But uh, yeah, this match was over a decade in the making. What can I say? Man, it had everything sports entertainment fans would love. Um, I thought it would be like that, but I it actually went even overboard. And I forgot like even how close that Nick Namath and, and Matt Cardona are close to Cody. Like I totally forget like how close they were. So when they busted out the crossroads with Nick Namath and um, all the funny stuff from Cardona with the people's elbows. Man, I was trying to catch that elbow pad so hard. <laughs> like somewhat like it just curved right away from like, no. Uh, I loved it. I, I thought it was a good way to start the show off. Um, on TV, I just said for new fans, it might be a little bit different expecting uh, after that match, seeing everything else that happened. But I thought it was a very hot start, and uh, Nick Namath was very well received in the UCC Center. Yeah, and there's Kev again coming up saying he was late and the match was first, and he ended up missing it all. That's what I was thinking when it first started. I was like, man, I looked at, I looked right ahead, and I was like, look at all the open space. But it, it didn't fill up. I, I, I would be mad if I was one of, yeah, like Kev, one of those first people that showed up and then boom, missing the first match, especially that match. Well, okay, so we'll talk about that just for a second. What's going on here is the GCW does. I'm hoping that they've learned that when you're dealing with the LA or the West Coast crowd, they kind of come in slowly. That's just how it is. If you have a Dodgers game at home in LA, a lot of the fans won't kind of seep all the way into the stadium until like the third, fourth inning sometimes. So it, it's just worth knowing that. So sometimes you may have your good paying customers may have missed, you know, missed a couple minutes or whatnot, but it was a fantastic match. Well, you know, Go ahead. I know you want to kind of mention, say something about it before I, uh, nah. Microphone. There you go. We were just talking about that too. We haven't done that in a while. <laughs> yeah. Of course I did it. It's all been right. forever no. since either of us <laughs> forgot to turn on our microphone like that. Of course. And it's live. That's all good. I'll just say, no, it was way more sports entertainment than I expected. Um, I was kind of hoping to see a little bit more. I want to see Nick against like, Jordan or Speedball or like one of these technical wrestlers in GCW. I want to see him go non WWE style and wrestle outside the box and see what he could provide without being like held back by certain moves and blah, 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 whatever the WWE system right. kind of did. I want to see the kind of chains off of him. And I don't know if we're going to get him another time or not. I hope we do get him at least one or multiple times, but I want to see the chains off of Nick Namath. But for the first match and kind of, how the crowd was, and especially with Cardona, it was it was a good match and a hot crowd to uh, have that match to start off the night. And there's Frank up there in chat yes. saying thoroughly sports entertained that match. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, um, Cardona got in the ring right off the bat, did the classic heel, you know, fuck the marks, fuck UCC, fuck LA. We had uh, Nemeth's dad, Don, in the ring. It, fuck you, Chance, came up for that. Um yeah, Nick looked great. Cue Nick's music. He came out to a huge reception. Fuck him up chants from the crowd, which sounded great live. Yeah. Um, 
This match was, I have it in my notes here, that it was a very Steptolander interference heavy match. She made herself present early by pulling referee Adam Galt's body out of the ring to stop him from counting three. Moments later, she's using a chair. Then she's choking Nick, throwing in weapons like a ton of asshole moves. It pissed off the crowd and it threw off the match. And that's exactly what she was there for. So, yeah, her again, last time I'll say it for this show. Sensational Sherry. She's the disruptor. It's it's perfect. The perfect heel. Yeah. Manager. Yep, perfect fit in too for Chelsea too. Like I, I know that she got the heat. Like we want Chelsea, but she got rid of that fast and good for her because yeah, she stepped in well and this match. Yeah, she was all over. I was waiting for Galt to give her the old toss her out, but just because it was part of the whole yeah. uh, whole sports yeah. entertainment thing. I was waiting for the big old dramatic wind up and you're out of here. But uh, we didn't get that. It was it was good. Aww. It was kind of nice seeing Ryan. Ryan showing up was a surprise. I was wondering if that would happen and it was a good uh kind of perfect start uh like perfect introduction to him into the gcw time well yeah it's it's really interesting because um there was this moment with sdl where if galt would have thrown her out the place would have just went nuts um okay kev has had something up here in chat he was he said ziggler versus mdk next i want to know who do you think would be a decent uh a decent person to go up against uh Nick Namath next. I I think speedball for me, but they could have done that in it. I mean they still can because he is signed with impact, so they might be saving that. Um I would like Jordan. Like Jordan mm-hmm. would be a nice one. Um I'm just trying to think of like a good like in ring like I said, I just want to see the chains off Nick Namath. I want to see him put on like an old school classic match that he hasn't been able to do in a while. And I think but Jordan would be Christian. a perfect Blake Christian would be a good one too. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm just, I'm just trying to sit here and figure out, I'm like, well, who would he really pair in there with quite a few people? Really? I just know he's not going to break the moneymaker for blood. If he gets cut, he's going to be up in the hairline. Well, my hairline's up here, but up in the, (laughs) up in the hairline there. Um, Yeah. Somebody else here. We have Frank. The whole match was a callback to fed bullshit. And I believe that both of them were kind of taking a crack at their old, at their old boss here and there considering matt's dad has been in a run-in or two yeah and let's say is it well let's see ziggler zane would be awesome that would be a good match manders i'm for um because i think uh, ziggler i keep wanting to say ziggler really but nick would pull a lot out of manders match that i think would add a lot of wrestling element and Manders can do that when he has um, a dancing partner that really pushes him to do so. Tremont, I would love to see Tremont. Same thing though. I mean, that'd be interesting. I, I mean, I don't know if I don't know if Nick wants to fuck his body up. That's that's up to him. Yeah, you know. Um, Manders would be a good one. I think he would make like not he would like Manders look good. But I think that combination like with the way Manders, even if he's at a heel, like just a strong ass heel, just beating the hell out of Nick. Like he would make Manders look so good and he would come out like looking so good in that match. I, I think Manders versus uh, Nick would be a fun one. Bazane versus Nick was absolutely that. That's my top one out of those three. Mm. Trayvon, that'd be kind of like you said, if they, if he gets death, death matchy, that, that would be fun. <laughs> Gosh. And I'm, I'm sitting here looking at the names going, who else could really do? Wow. You know, I'm just looking through. Yeah, I'd, I'd say amongst the list of who was here and in L.A., probably Blake Christian would be a fantastic match. And if it's built properly, I could see where he could be a viable threat to the championship. Nick and Gringo, too. That that one just snuck in my head. Gringo? 
Oh, yeah, that would be a great. You know what? That would be two clashing styles. And I think what they put together would be one hell of a cool mix. Honestly. Oh, yeah. Uh, fans pop for Nick's Famouser. Then he hit the crossroads. Interesting choice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Cardona threw protein powder, blinding Nick. Steph DeLander spears Nick. Cardona then covers. Nick kicks out at two. We have GCW chance. Steph DeLander holds on to Nick as Cardona grabs the internet championship belt to hit Nick. Brother Ryan then comes in from behind and Cardona gets taken out. Steph DeLander, big boot to Ryan's face when he turns around, knocks him down. Nick is now back up. Super kick to Steph DeLander. Cardona hits radio silence and covers only for two. Finally, Steph DeLander gets a beer bottle and accidentally hits Matt with it, knocking him down. Steph DeLander with Nemesu for kick. Yeah. Nemeth connects pop with that. I popped that. <laughs> Dude. Uh, Steph DeLander eats I'm a super kick now. And Nemeth connects with Danger Zone for three. Our winner here was Nick Nemeth. I say Nemeth. Nemeth, right? I don't know. I say Nemeth too. I'm a fuck up. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> just give me, give me credit, though. It's been a while since I've done one of those little play by plays. And I just kind of snuck it in here just for fun. And I'm like, hey, let's run through it. So. Yeah, I I, I popped for the glass. Play. I was like, "Hey, now y'all can stop bitching. We finally got glass in the UCC. No more bitching about it all." Oh my god, that didn't even dawn on me. Yet. Yeah, that, <laughs> that was my little wow. thing done. <laughs> wow. Um, I love the GCW graphic screen at the end. If you watch on Triller TV, they had a nice little. I don't know if I want to call it a splash screen or whatnot. Transition. But um, yeah. Yeah, and this match was a very quick and exciting 12 minutes. It could have easily gone another five minutes for me, and I wouldn't have complained. Yeah, I, I actually was kind of surprised it did was only 12 minutes long. I, I, I mean, the match was the itself with the Cardona promos and all that a lot longer, but I was kind of hoping to get a little Nick on the mic too to kind of see like if he is going to stay or, hey, this is like, thank you for letting me back in. So I'm not sure if this is like other than Impact, his first like quote-unquote indie match. I don't. I can't. I, I can't so. remember. Yeah, I from what for the schedule I remember. I don't think he was booked in anything other than Impact in New Japan. So, um, hmm. I, I don't know. I would like to see a little bit more of him, but um, it was nice being able to see him there. I do have to. Admit, I heard someone say it's the same sentiment I had. His pop was loud. Kota Bushi's was louder still. Collective. <laughs> I was, that's always a comparison now. Like you gotta get the Kota pop at the UCC Center, but no, the that Kota pop for Nick pop. was awesome. <laughs> That's so cool. The Coda pop. All right. So, yeah, we, we went through that one. Is there anything else you can think of before we move on on that one? No, that was a lot a lot to cover and a lot of fun stuff happened in that match. Next one was fun, though, and I actually kind of liked how it bled into the next night uh, with the tag team. Mm. Uh, next match is Chris Bay going against a man like Darice. Uh Darius, man, like I, I love his entrance. Like a lot of more people were vibing with it too and trying to sing along. I still think it's a little too fast, but it was nice seeing the crowd kind of getting into it and uh, getting the loud 0 and 2 ones. But Chris Bay, he's it's so cool seeing him still like out on the West Coast, just killing it with GCW. I, I, when we saw him in Vegas, I really enjoyed that one and still seeing him now getting more matches in GCW. It's been awesome. And uh, this was a good match I was really looking forward to. I love both of them. And this was a nice step up for a man like Therese. And I think he held his own. I think he showed off a lot of surprises. Like the people near me, they've never really seen or heard of him before, but his athleticism mm -hmm. with his size was was shocking. And it was kind of nice hearing the people next to me enjoy it and kind of find out in real time. But man, like Therese stepped up and I loved this match. It was awesome. And I loved how, like I said, bled into the next night. And I thought these two were a perfect pairing together. 
Yeah, finally, those 0-1-2-1 chants are finally, they're like, they're sticking with the crowd, which I'm happy with. Uh, I finally had a chance to have a little convo with Darice, and um, what a good dude. I welcomed him back to the U.S. He was here before. I uh, I loved his Mad Kurt band that he wore on his arm. I talked to him about that for just a little bit. I made sure that he knew we spoke very highly of him on the GCW Plant podcast. And I just said that if he just has a little more exposure over time, he's going to go over like crazy. He's easily likable. And I'm with you. That music, if we had something everybody knew, it would be so much better. So it's going to take a little time. But I noticed he didn't use this. Well, it's probably because he was out with Chris Bay. But he didn't use the song when he came out in Phoenix. I don't know. Oh, I yeah. I, it was the, Chris Bay was the bigger name there, too. I, I, right, I, I right. noticed that one, too. Um, then speaking of Chris Bay, he's loved in the home territory, the West coast. He had a huge merch line. Um, if not the biggest merch line possibly that I saw when I walked by. And of course that can change. But when I walked by and I was walking through, I'm like, damn, look at him go highly athletic match, average match pacing though, which basically allowed the impacts to breathe a little. If you ever watch Chris Bay, he kind of, he has an extended windup but the pitch is also strong. I, I think that's a good way to explain how he does his, uh, his pacing. I think the, um, the crowd wanted to, um, I'm trying to think of the best way to put it here. No one would have complained if Darius won and no one would have complained if Chris Bay won. Like it was just fucking, it was a strong match. They were showing off and what I put on Twitter during, and I think during or after this match, I said that GCW has been, redefining the meaning of the number two match on a card. Yeah, I was kind of hoping for a man like Therese a little surprise win there, uh, especially in Chris Bay's territory, because the crowd was starting to build around him. I, I liked how the crowd like told these buying into him like how we have. And um, yeah, he killed it and stepped up. Awesome one-on-one -on -one match. I like how Chris Bay, though, too, he plays a lot to the crowd, which is perfect for the Bullet Club character. And he does it perfectly, too. And I think, like I just said, like giving him time to breathe, he's playing out his character mm -hmm. so well in that little short time. And hey, if you're not getting mic time, as we kind of talked about, play to the camera and use that camera time as a little promo or little like even in-ring promo during the match. So Kev mentioned here in chat, I'd rather see New Japan guys than any former Fed. You know? Okay, so I'll stop right here and say, you are a New Japan guy. And what I'm thinking is he's definitely saying I'd, I'd like the BMW over, say, the Ford kind of thing, because I know what he's saying there. And look, hey, Real Kind Meds came in. That's sweet as hell, too. Real Kind, what's up? Yeah, uh, yeah, we also have also we'll introduce here to the stream if he's ready. Uh, yeah. One of our friends that we met in Arizona and we got Frank in the chat. Here is Frank. Let's see here. Oh, there Frank. we go. Got What's up, dude? How's it going, Frank? MTK. <laughs> dude. Uh, let, me, let me get right up on this thing. All right. <laughs> the wizard just showed up in chat. What's up, guy? What's Man, up, guys? Beautiful. This is beautiful tonight. So, New Japan, guys, I, I'm loving the War Dogs. The War Dogs have left an imprint. I definitely want to see a lot more of them. Uh, they've been killing it. I'm a New Japan person. I still want to see uh, Takahashi. Like, he's the one person. Like, we kind of got him on the... He wasn't like on the Japan show, but he he should made an appearance on there. But he's one name I think the G GCW fans would kind of cling to. His character's awesome. He used to be really good in ring. He's still good now, but he's still so hurt. But I think just like Coda, he could step it up and have a killer match. 
War Dogs have been doing some great things, even in like I haven't even seen them in AC, but they tore the house down in Richfield Park. And that was a wild little show to see them go around the world in a tiny little building like that. Uh And that was I think that was like the only time that all three of them have been on a GCW card together was at Richfield's JCW show. Wow. Was that the holiday special one? That was the holiday. It was I know yeah. uh, Quick and the Dead. Oh, the JCW show. Yeah, yeah the JCW. Uh, wow. Checking. I am checking Cage Match right now. I think it was Quick and the Dead. I think wow. it's cool, like how you said though, seeing uh, like big names like those people in New Japan, um, Leo Rush, and all those names like wrestling in like the Mecca or Richfield. <laughs> like it's just kind of crazy <laughs> to see them do those little halls, but they're such big names and they just kill it every time. And no matter what promotion or who they're wrestling in front of, like the War Dogs, man, they just get over it and it's just awesome. Blake Christie, <laughs> oh, that's of, a, uh, of course. Just oh, after no. I said all my nice stuff about <laughs> Blake. Oh man. So, so, uh, yeah, getting back to this here, I was going to say right there with you on the war dogs, they really, I mean, if they stuck around, they would be stepping up the division by far. You can see that there's levels to this and, uh, what was it at the time I was talking about how they could have had a, um, what's the word for it? Like I wanted to say, sorry to cut in. It was, it was quick in the dead. It was, uh, it was, uh, uh, Coughlin and Kate and Gabe versus rejects. In an mm. eight minute banger. Oh yeah, that that those two teams. <laughs> and there's <laughs> and there's match. Ivan. What's up, dude? Hey, what's up, Ivan? Same here, man. Yeah. Okay, we so let's that. let's not BS, dude. Frank, it was so nice to finally meet you and get a hug in. Ivan, same to you, dude. Blake, Blake, he he rode my ass. <laughs> hey, no shit, he rode my ass a little bit, and I loved him about it because I was talking on the one podcast about how. I would like to see him like because he's a spoiler he'll get his ass kicked a little more and he's like well i do and i'm like well that's that's where we're at i think that he has a couple fantastic opponents coming up so i'm really looking forward to it um what are we looking at 30 plus title defenses right now 32 uh, 33 can I, can I or I, I forget how how kayfabe we are on this podcast but uh uh Let's i talk. think that okay. i think that blake's title reign since since cage has been good, but I think he's had too many throwaway title defenses that we know have just been, we need Blake on the card to defend the title throw uh, the, the caveman guy. I forget his name. At least uh, it's on though. Beast yeah. man. Beast man. Right. Yeah. Like at least I'm glad to see the title Beast on the man screen, against though. Blake at Ridgefield park. We all know how that one's going to end. Like, I know we know most of them are, no, we know how it's going to end, but like, Give us, you know, a little bit of hope upon hope and 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 something like, you know, if you put Effie in a, in a title match, that's you, you. You've got a little bit of, a, you know, of a little bit of hope in your heart that, OK, maybe they might do something that might flip the belt that day. Wow. I thought Blake, it was Gringo. Blake, Gringo Blake Blake Chicago. Off chat or something in here. We got all kinds of things yeah. going on. This is crazy. First of all, I will uh, tell you, brother, I see you and I love you. My my thing is, the like real I one. said. If that's the real one, you never know. If, no, if but, you uh, are the real Blake. If you are the real Blake. Um, wow. Wow. Yeah, the, the whole weekend was just fantastic. And um, yeah, I go with Kev here on this one in chat. Adding Mercer was a Mercer, good idea. Yeah. That was something that, B, you were talking about a lot. You said that that's really going to add layers to his story. And it was time to add those layers. So I agree with you 100% on that. 
Yeah, I, I, I'm glad Mercer's getting, there, uh, getting that kind of pr- predominant spot as well. But I think he's perfect muscle for uh, Blake, especially at this time just with all these challengers coming up. But it seems like there's going to be, as Frank was saying, I think we're getting into the collective season. We start to see Joey we're want the, the belt. Nick has asked of, for the belt. Yeah. Where it's like we're in this. I think the big names at least, shows. maybe. What's that? Yeah. That too. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was saying what I I heard. I didn't hear. I heard one of you, and I didn't hear the other. Oh, I said we're in this holding oh. pattern. Where we've got mania in three weeks. Like you know, nothing's going to happen mm-hmm. until collective at this point. You had that. You had that tipping point until like you know, maybe last week. Maybe maybe UCC. That was probably the last viable title title swap opportunity you had before it becomes something like, you know, okay, now we're just in a holding pattern until mania shows like. Well, we we do have uh, we do have that Joey and Blake Christian meeting coming at some point, and I know yeah. that that's going to be huge. When what that hits, that it's going to be big. You know, I don't know yet. I think that we were talking where I think B and I were talking where I think he wanted to walk into his own show as a champion. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's yeah, what according said. to the promo. Okay, I miss I missed that promo then. Yeah, he said he he went in uh, to the ring, and I think it was the same one where he had the American Giant be the first one. Yeah, that oh, okay. Buster fuck, I just can't. It was that Tampa show? show. That <laughs> yeah, and, and that he Tampa went in show, there. he was all over it. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Joey's earned it. He's worked his ass off. I mean, for crying out loud, it's been a while since we have one of those original torchbearers. Mm-hmm. I'm not against that, and. Yeah, right now we have a lot of heels in championship positions. So this may be a breath of fresh air if he comes through here and tears into it. Um, I mean, yeah, uh, you know, that'd be great. I like I don't see it, but, you know, I I'm would be glad to be proved wrong on that. So, yeah. So, hmm, I'm trying to think of who else would be a viable champion right now. I'm always be- if we knew he'd stick around and had the ability, I would uh, to the ability to really be there every show. I still think a speedball championship run would be fun for a couple. That'll months. be interesting. I like that. Yeah, because he never delivers a bad match. And I will no. say, be, be, when it comes to uh, Blake Christian, also he's made some chicken salad out of chicken shit a couple times, and that's that's you know that's breaking kayfabe a little bit. He's taken a couple local, more or less local wrestlers and. And added more spice to them, I think. And those are those matches that I was talking about, where it's like, you know, it's like, okay, we're, you know, we're we're through six six and nine matches on the card, and we need the championship match to go on before we got the two real matches, the real main events of the of the night to go on. Well, I'm just really happy I had a chance to talk to him because I was the one that was really rough around that championship being the last match of the night and whatnot. And then, you know, we had a chance to talk, and he's like, "Look, I like how Sheik brought that up." (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and I just I try to mention it because you know it was a deal for a while, but things come up. So mm-hmm. I mean, maybe he has to catch a red eye or something because of he has to be home, or maybe somebody. So yeah, some, sometimes the championship will go into the middle or the beginning of the match. Yeah. And I think Brett's yeah. Brett's been semi playing with those ideas anyway. We've had a couple you know Cardona openers and things like that where I think he's yeah. No, to the first match is not guaranteed to be a blow off match anymore. Like you know. Look at the next night. We have, you know, number two. Yeah. The number two match on any night now can be a fucking banger. Yeah. Number twos used to be so so. Yeah. Masha and uh, Starboy. So Star like, opening Phoenix. I was like, good yeah. luck following that one. <laughs> like, that was crazy. Yeah. 
we'll, we'll right. talk. We'll uh, talk about. We'll talk about during that during the other half. Oh, like. oh yeah, we got a lot of Phoenix to go to talk about too. Uh, next match: Carrie Morton going against Mike Jackson. I uh, think John, you're, I'll let you say what you're going to say about Mike Jackson because I agree with uh, probably everything you're going to say there. So I'll let you uh, take the floor there. Well, I'm not going to give too much in it. I have short notes on this one. He was out to huge cheers in his long, I believe it's close to 45, 50 year career. This was his first time performing in California. So I thought that was was fantastic. And then I've been watching Carrie's dad since 1986. So I was kind of blowing, I was blown away. It's sinking into my head. I'm watching a Morton up against action, Mike Jackson. So that's to me, that was kind of cool because I'm an old motherfucker now and I'm like, I watched your daddy wrestle at the Coliseum. Territory. <laughs> this was straight territory. Yeah, it was. I, I liked it. This was New South. And Kerry is perfect, man. With those, when he when he's having these old territorial matches, these old NWA style matches, like I think that's perfect for him. And he's delivered it every time. It's a it's becoming that secret fourth, fifth category you see on a GCW show. And I'm here mm. for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, you've, you've got your, you know, you've got your your technical classics. You've got your hardcore. You've got your, you know, hardcore slash depth. You've got your high flyers. Lucha. You've got your lucha, and then you just have these old school, you know, grab, grab his fucking neck and break him up. Uh, you know, <laughs> you know, little grand, little stunt granny type matches. Like you know, we got these old territory matches. I'm like, I'm here for it. Yeah, and he delivered. But this weekend, both of his matches were just like that, and I, they the crowd was all into them too. It's it's funny seeing them get into old school because, like you know, never slow match like that. They've never exactly, seen that yeah. style. So it's just kind of fun, fun to even like the LA crowd seeing them enjoy. I was like, yeah, let's go get get Action Jackson all the love he could get in LA. Fucking Blake Blake Christian's fucking around in chat. Yeah, good, good times. <laughs> uh, so did we say the winner? I don't think we did. Um, Carrie Martin defeats Mike Jackson with his course bullshit roll up with the trunks and the ropes and everything else he needed to beat Mike Jackson. <laughs> Next up, Hammerstone goes against Charles Mason. Mm-hmm. This was a good one. This was a fun one. Mason and Hammerstone and everything Mason's been doing uh, as of late with Hammerstone has been awesome. School scene and Hammerstone just get all the love, too, in GCW. Uh, especially, I know, once again, we're going to talk about the next night, Phoenix. He gets uh, that little – that crowd, too, is perfect for him. But, uh, yeah, Hammerstone – is a monster i just thought the crowd like when he came i was like oh like you could hear a gasp like some of these people that never been to gcw like they was a big guy like after seeing kind of like mike, mike jackson and carry more and then you get big old hammerstone coming out uh it was fun seeing the crowd's reaction to him hammerstone delivered this was a fun match and blake is an asshole as always ah sorry not blake see sorry we've got blake's in here make me call him an asshole mason's oh. an asshole as always Look at that. That That's is right. terrible. You know, you have someone yeah, show up right. to say hello it's all to right. you. And, no, no, no. Um, okay. This was the storyline continuation here between Hammerstone, Holiday, Charles Mason. And that's primarily what was going on here. Yeah, you were talking about gasps. Um, Hammerstone looks like that classic 80s wrestler. And it's not often you see that classic round-muscled 80s wrestler anymore. So... Uh, he's a throwback, a callback to the old times, and I like seeing it. And uh, we watch him all the time because he's more of a Southwest wrestler over here. We see him all the time in Las Vegas for FSW and some other local places. And we've been very fortunate to have him carry for all these years because he is a solid wrestler. Um, that paradigm shift that he does, I don't know if anybody knows, but one time he performed an avalanche 
paradigm shift. Oh my was god! Probably one of the nastiest mother. He did it on Ice Williams. B. Yeah, he fucking rocked Ice I've, Williams with. It's it. not paradigm shift. I'm trying to think of the name of it. Um, oh shit! I'm sorry. Then what pendulum nightmare. There we go. Yeah, pendulum, pendulum nightmare. nightmare. Yeah, that yeah. one was crazy. The one he did, Ice Williams. That was the craziest one I've seen. Because it always looks so impactful and crazy, especially in the Avalanche one. That mm-hmm. was crazy to see. Yeah, was that I'm your first you, time yeah. seeing Hammerstone, Frank? That was actually the first time I've seen yeah. him. Yeah. Oh, was, hell yeah. Good for you, man. Nice. Nice. I'm, I'm, I was, don't mind me. I'm in the corner. I'm trying to figure out what style of figure he looks like. He looks like a big rubber guy. That's what I was trying to think of. <laughs> <laughs> He's just built like a like a freaking 80s toy. Yeah. The generic. Yeah. He's like the generic wrestler you get. Like there's just big ripped and muscle. Yeah. <laughs> you can't say Hulk Hogan, but. It's just no, like if you wanted a Hogan toy, but your aunt didn't have a lot of money <laughs> and went to the dollar store and found the Who Hogan toy, it's the Who Hogan, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah Hammer, I'm, I'm there with you, Bizzard and Cav. Like, Hammerstone yeah, looks like a million bucks, man. And he does. It's only a matter of time before he picks, it gets picked up somewhere higher. He'd be a wrecking ball in AEW, I would say. I don't know. What do you think? Ah oh, man, yeah. he looks like a wrecking ball until until Randy I think gets in the ring at six foot four. And impact might sudden, be, as my opinion. Well, it's like Brian Cage; the 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 height exposes him. So that's why I thought AEW may be a good yeah. spot for him. But again, who knows? Yeah, I don't trust. Yeah. I don't trust AEW right now with anything. They're in a weird spot right now. Impact's I don't want to get too far into it. Impact's falling into the oh hey look you know AEW signed another twelve guys this week. Track. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's that's what i liked about it too kev they they brought in like the hammerstone and mjf and like the ml the mlw stuff that's kind of one thing i was going to bring up on i took a, like i took like only two notes for la but mm-hmm. like the la show had an mlw kind of storyline with the dynasty and you got like new japan like wrestlers and you got like the mlw or not the mlw like the cmml the triple a like all the lucha stuff like you see all these promotions and like all the kind of cool stuff that is now being integrated into gcw it's just it's cool that they now are starting to do like the storylines that kind of make sense with it as well like the hammerstone and mjf and all that Danhausen announced for gcw three dates. <sighs> thoughts on that i i like the idea um if they make him the comic character that he was I hope Mance comes out and beats the shit out of him. <laughs> hey, it can happen. It can, it can fucking happen. I will actually be in, in person for that uh, March 9 date, so I will be. Nice. The March 9 is what what date? I mean, March uh, of what city? city? Atlantic City, day one. Nice. That's yeah, the same would... date with um with uh, Gage and Ito and uh, Abdullah and Trima. Oh, my God, yeah, that's another. That's going to be fun that's... to talk about, too. That's a violent fucking show. And I'm and I'm and I'm out here, you know, fixing to bring two people who have never been to a live wrestling show ever, and I'm bringing them to that <laughs> bloodbath of a show. And then put them right uh, next to I, that pillar with all the blood stains on it, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you saw Cardona actually retweeted the uh, announcement. So, are we getting Cardona Danhausen in Atlantic City? You know what? It would I be perfect. They're both they're both yep. entertainers. I mean, wrestler, but you know, they're sports entertainers. I think they could put something great together. I would like to see them have a buildup full of uh, promos online. No, no you know? just run it. Just run it. Let Atlantic City just just do it. Do it. Atlantic City. Do thing. what it does. Let yeah. it. <laughs> Throw them in the pool and just see how they swim. Yeah. 
It's a good idea. You got Danhausen going against Cardona. Atlantic City can't stand Cardona. That, yeah, I must say that would be kind of bad. Actually, I'm thinking about that one. <laughs> and then just bust that out, like have like have Cardona pull some like you know open challenge PS, and then Danhausen walks out. Mm. Oh mm-hmm. man! Oh, that would be very very good. I don't know. I like Danhausen when I first was getting to him, but. I, I don't know. Now it's just no, it's like what AEW did to him. It's what AEW has I think done the same thing. Yeah. I think the same thing. Like it's kind of felt like he's just been doing the same thing. And like I, there is in him way more stuff. And I just wish he would no, be able to do it a lot more. AEW's mishandling of Danhausen. Yeah, yeah, I think so it's too. Like That's we, a good way to like, put it. The if when they back when they did the the dark Danhausen return, that was great. But mm-hmm. they they flanderized. Uh, Danhausen, and how can you even flanderize someone whose entire gimmick is yes, hello, I'm Conan O'Brien, the Demon Simpsons character wrestler. Yeah, and th- like, how do you make water and then make it more wet? That's what AEW did to Danhausen's <laughs> character. Uh, so, so there's a nerd, there's a real fucking nerd somewhere in the helm of that company that has too much pull. That when he makes a decision, there isn't anyone that either has the pool behind or the nuts to say, man, that's not such a good idea. I don't know where, but yes. Danhausen needed Told to you. be Danhausen, whatever writing they did to Danhausen, they leans too much into the funny and not enough into the dark and the creepy. Yep. The, I, that's why they yeah. well, they kind of yeah. teased it there and I thought it was going to happen. But then well, he got re-injured in that mat in that return yeah. match. So then if he gets injured, here's another one. Why is he running fucking promos or doing some color play-by-play? Earn your paycheck, stay on camera, be fresh with the fans. Uh, uh, You're doing the, your job. Literally, that's the entire reason he's booked in Atlantic City at this point. Yeah. I'll say, yeah, he's been, that's the only thing he's been doing is online. I think that's where, as Kevs was saying, bootleg, like, I've been kind of tired of his online shit. Like, now it's just kind of like the whiny, like, Dan Housen. It's like, no, I want the evil Dan Housen. I want the nice and smiley. I want the, Blake, like, I mean, Blake now and Dan for Housen the can happen. Blake and Dan Housen can Ooh, happen. That'll be fun. Don't be against that either, because Blake could pull some real wrestling out of Dan Housen. Curb stop onto the teeth would be awesome. I'm not against right. it. <laughs> not against <laughs> it whatsoever. Better. Welcome back. That's about the best way to put it. Yeah. You, you want you want an teeth. instant classic? Put Tony in there against Danhausen. That's what I was about to say. That they really? have built-in story too. With that's when I started getting into first GCW and then first into Danhausen. Right I mean, I mean, that's the joke. Was like, hey, punches. someone news. Hey, someone news coming into the company. Throw him at Tony Depp, and you know that that you know that used to be the joke. That's still the joke. But oh, the gatekeeper. It's not, yeah, it's yeah. not wrong. No, Deppen and Janela. They yeah, the gatekeepers kind of. That's yeah, well, yeah, you have De- kinda... you have Devin for like the for like the wrestlers wrestlers, and then you have Joey doing the the oddball fights. You know, Joey like, can make a go... fucking Jello like you he can make Jello Jello settling interesting. The be- the best match I've ever I mean, seen him was Caesar God, that was hard like, to say. He, that Caesar match like nobody like ever believed in Caesar really like he looked good but never I really had like a match. Apologize to the city of Atlantic City for for booing Caesar Benoni. He did not Ex- deserve. Any of that bullshit that he took that first night he came into Jesus. The first, okay, I was about to say, didn't the first night he get like totally destroyed, but then the second night was the Joey match, right? Oh my god, I yeah. uh, he did not deserve all that bullshit from that city. Uh, that was cruel and unusual, even from the people who uh, who you know caused so much other bullshit in the <laughs> lines. Okay, so that hammer right. match, yeah. Oh, yeah. What's next here? Six man. Should we go? Ooh. I don't want to be cheered. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's not going to happen for a while. All right. Uh, Six-man tag match. Yeah, the Lucha match in L.A. Uh, Los Desperados. Ares, Gringo Loco, and Latigo going against Bodie Young, Prodigy, Starboy Charlie, and Titus Alexander. Uh, yeah, it was it was exactly what I thought <laughs> it was. But, yeah. man, that – no, like, how – just – it was it. It was perfect. Like they went back and forth, back and forth. I loved how like it was one person in there. You got five moves, go off. Next person in there, you got five moves, go off. Like just the back and forth of it, and like the spacing of everything too during that match. Like it was. I I that everything was perfect, even for like the young talent in there with Star. Not Star Starboy Tires, but like, even Bodie. Like he fit right in, and like he had a couple moves that he landed right on Gringo. I kind of felt bad right on his neck on one of the four fifties, <laughs> but but luckily he's like still like soaking wet 100 pounds but um he stepped up and delivered titus was awesome i want to see titus on one-on-one i, I want to see more of him like him alec price these young guns i want to see yeah. more just one-on-one showcase matches and titus is definitely up there but also he just came back i think from uh japan too so he might have just been kind of easing into things but los esperados had their way with the the youngins and um what was the team name i forgot did they have like a funny teammate like Something dudes from the West or something like that, kids. I oh, I, I couldn't, was. I couldn't honestly tell you in that one. Uh, but I pull yeah. it up while you guys are talking. <laughs> Los Desperados are definitely a thing. They come out That's, with matching gear. I've, yeah, I've, I was surprised when we saw the matching gear, and it's like, oh, okay. Oh, the well, mask. We, yeah, Gringo's mask was awesome. I think Gringo said in their first or second match collectively that, hey, this is going to be a thing. But then, like yep. we're all saying here in LA, when when they came out with team jerseys, damn near. It, it was on and um i think what we were talking about about the moves what's going on here is they're becoming fluid very quickly and i think what happens is this guy hits you with this this guy in time they're going to become even more fluid east west express is another example of when you have you know you have one guy hit one thing then the next guy hits somebody half a yep. second later and then yeah so yeah the fluidity it started to lock in in the second half of the match there because there was a spot where one hit one, Ares hit another, then, you know, Gringo comes in with this. It's like, ooh, damn. If they get this dance together properly, it's going uh, Okay, so Ares and those those levitation kicks every time. The Liu Kangs? The Liu Kangs, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> every time he hits that and he gets those seven kicks in on a single hop, I'm, I'm in insanity. I, I so you've counted not- two? I will never not pop for that move. Yeah, I've counted him like a fucking nerd. I've been like, okay, I think it was like six or seven, sometimes eight. I've seen him just. Bah, 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 we need bah. we need Stat Boy counting uh, cartwheels, um, Luke Kang kicks. <laughs> <laughs> that's that. That's a good one. I, I, Arez, I was just hyping up Arez all weekend, man. I Arez is my new one of my new favorite wrestlers to watch. And really, uh, you, yeah. You know what won me on Arez was his time with Commander his uh commander time and then when vikingo was here it's his earliest work it was just he was so unorthodox that i just fell in love with it and latigo singular it seems like he's best in it i didn't say singular but he's best in a team and, yeah uh, i think i had a chance to, with him. the the last time he was here he had a translator with him which i thought was a really cool move and i had a chance to talk to him and uh very nice guy so uh, Bodie Young Prodigy, before I forget, out of FSW, 17 years old right now. Yeah, he's, the 450 is his thing. So uh, we have our we have our first member of the second class of the Pratt Pack in GCW. It's possible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, anytime I see Titus, I'm a big fan of him. 
So yeah, we don't I, see enough of him in, in GCW. Yeah, I'm just a big fan of his work. I think personally, he's a really nice guy and he's got a good look to him. So I think it's only a matter of time before he moves up the ranks. See, I think him and Alec Price need to kind of have a little feud, like coast versus coast kind of thing, like young talent. That'd be like, they could start. No, go ahead. I, I, if I remember correctly, I think they did something back when they had the JCW versus LA fights. JCW LA fights. I think, were they paired up together on that one? I believe so too. I think like, as I was saying it, I was just about to say, I think they've been only matched up once and like, I want to see more of it, but that, that, I mean, I wish something like LA fights would come up. I know we talked about it before, but somehow, some way, like hell, even I, I literally, this is an idea that came in my head, make like the Nile, the new freaking hub for the West coast GCW instead of LA. Like, I'm sorry. That was just, Ooh, that's, that's hard. That's hard. That's they get a, a lot of the same West say. coast talent. They get well, a lot of those same LA West Coast talent at, at the at capacity, those shows out in Phoenix. Capacity is my only argument. They Otherwise, weren't filling nothing anyway. They couldn't even fill the well, Don Quixote Center. Say it again. <laughs> I'm so they sorry. You made fill it the Don Quixote Center. I like they, it's small. At? Like I don't in LA. Like where they had like yeah. the first two shows was there. Like they barely like they barely got a hundred people there. I mean, I think the Nile too is like a good place where a hundred people could still look like a lot in that small area and to have like the acoustics and everything on there and that crowd. And like I said, a lot of those talents still work in that same, same area out in Phoenix. I, I think that'd be a nice little hub there. If LA is not working out or costing too much. See, and I'm thinking they need to upgrade size. Maybe. I don't think, I think LA. they need a downgrade. No, I'm so, talking about like the, for, for like the, the little promotion for the JCW like, shows. For, yeah. For like the oh, for so LA sorry. fights. I yeah, totally yeah, yeah, misunderstood you. Yeah. For the, LA, I, I for the LA, for the West Coast LA, yeah. LA fight. Like a new shows. LA fights, but like make the home base instead of LA, make it out in like the Nile or Arizona because that crowd, well, like that crowd was hot. They're just dying for action. And we I saw think, like, I, th- I think they, it was said that they, that they stopped doing the LA fights just because the main roster shows were just becoming too constant to maintain a second JCW. And see, hmm. I don't like that at all because I that's only four shows, five shows a year that they do. And then like, I mean, JCW only does like five or six shows a they year. They do, too, but they'll they'll do they'll ride along with any AC but shows. They turn and out, and then they do three or four shows in the Mecca. I think is how yeah. is is the schedule. Hmm. But the LA yeah. the LA crowd won't show up for an LA fight show. I think that's what that's what kind of killed that is because they couldn't yeah, get there people show up to especially both. Well, they were like, either I, they were either the night before or they were daytime shows, and I don't think that's that that's why. And they'll oh when, yeah. When, when you're, people you're come walking to Atlantic, in with a hangover. <laughs> when people go to Atlantic City, they're you know for for you know an Atlantic City GCW show, they're just around for a JCW show. You know, you sort yeah. of already have a built-in audience where like True. everybody's commuting into a UCC show. And at in Atlantic City, you know, most people are just staying at the showboat. So you know, you either uh-huh. commute in early that day or you're just there already in the building. So yeah. I think that's that's why you know that's why the turnout for JCW is a little bit better than for LA fights. Uh, Bizard here, TNA dedicated tonight's episode to Toby Keith, class acts. I'm with you on that one. Uh, Kev's bootlegs. I can't do double headers. I've heard that I'm a quite a few people now. Yeah, there's us degenerates who just kind of like sleep in the parking lot and then go right back in three hours later. Um, what is see, sleep? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I went to TO. Let's see. Kev said I went to TOS and there was a daytime show. He was too fail. Yeah, that's half the crowd, my brother. I was about to say that sounds about right. That sounds about <laughs> right, Frank. That, that sounds like the experience. Let's be let's be honest. A lot of JCW people are just 
hungover sitting and watching. Oh, yeah. That's not, that's not TV in the, in the hotel room. Well, it's like the hardcores that are like, well, if there's going to be a show, might as well. Might got to be somewhere. You've got you've got the front row mafia pulling out every show. Hell yeah, dude. Show, so no. <laughs> I'm in there, I think now. They just taught me the handshake last weekend. It's pretty cool. <laughs> they, I got to wear my colors next time. It's like a green armband and shit. Front row mafia for life. Uh, just, go, just go talk to mittens get your membership card you'll be all set you know <laughs> it's 9.99 uh, a month all right let's get off of this. We, this is getting weird this is getting too into baseball we, let's get off of here. <laughs> i don't know if we went over a winner but los desperados did beat uh it was the guys from the the west coast was the name <laughs> i knew it was no, actually the name okay cool there. yeah the guys from the is west that what it was coast, the uh, west coast guys yeah, I thought I thought it was a good lucha match. So another uh, UCC lucha banger for them. Next match is Team Bussy going against Masha Slamovich and Rena Yamashita. Good match. A lot of the lot more comedy there. Um, Rena Rena and Masha kind of make a good team. They they just go at it and go crazy. But I think they go crazy in their different ways, which makes them a fun little dynamite tag team there yeah. where they both go lose their shit and go nuts and the crowd pops i, I like that I, I do like that as a tag team and that'd be like them versus violence forever with a straight up match striking match and all that i think that'd be exciting um and yeah bussy effie and alley catch killed it as always and it led into a little story at the end <clears throat> i uh i'll be the asshole here i would actually like to see bussy break up i would see like to see effie go on some type of a, a singles run as um a serious singles run i would like to see ali possibly even do the same maybe even just a little thing with masha slamovich to see where her chops truly lie right now she has grown as a wrestler in the last year so i'm really curious to see where she does land in that aspect um I think that Bussy's been playing a lot to the crowd as an act, and I'd rather see them as uh, wrestlers because I don't want them to cheapen themselves. And that sounds really harsh, what I just said. But what I'm saying is, is I'd like to see them more serious. And this is just personal opinion uh, because when they do, they really show up. And I like to see when someone can run their car to 100, not always to 45. dead air guys you're killing me <laughs> sorry sorry no no you're good you're uh, good you're good i was just uh, saying i want him to be a little more serious and maybe go into singles runs where we can really see what both of them are capable of because right now they're both at their peak and why the hell not well you don't have to break them up you can just you can you know you can just use them independently and, yeah you you yeah. know it's not a it's not a you know have them do a, a, a huge blow-up angle because you know they're literally in the middle of a huge blow-up angle with with you know with Manser tearing apart the second gear crew but you know you can have them just quietly go off and do their own things for a little bit and then bring them back and do like you know you're doing a buzzy tag team match at, at big a brunch or whatever you don't oh, have to tear right. the tag team apart you're right i think they're the perfect tag team you could always put, bring them in it will yeah, work it, no matter what it's you nailed it, it's it on the head those, frank it's I, I was they don't have to break up you can just use them independently for a while yeah i was thinking it's more like a light switch and you made a good point it doesn't have to be off and on it can be when you need it when you know if you need a if 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 you know whatever if there's a tag team tournament or whatever yes bring back pussy or you know have you know have effie go do his his big you know mancer you know rundown angle that they're doing now Uh but even as independent you know, Effie standing alone as an independent act versus Effie as part of Pussy. That still involves Alley Catch because that's they're still part of the of the greater union of 
second gear crew bussy scg cunt what have whatever <laughs> you know the, that that, you know it, it, you know every yeah bussy blue bussy red you know you've got <laughs> bussy blue and red you know you've got the bussy <laughs> wolf pack and you know Dude. you know it, bussy hollywood i don't know whatever you know <laughs> yeah you have 14 different constellations of of second gear slash bussy slash scg cunt and it's Yes, people are going to cross over in that because there's only so many people in the GCW roster. You know what got me is after seeing SG Cunt, that's the one that got me. I'd realized as someone who sits here and takes himself serious and talks about GCW, that when you look at a name like that, man, it's just a show. And sometimes yeah, it's oh, just yeah. a fucking match. Like we tear it apart and we, oh, the, but sometimes it's just a fucking match and they're just trying to make the fucking town. You know, and hey, you know what? I found I thought of something funny. I saw this shit on like a movie, and let's what just was, do it tonight. Um, you know, what was that? What was that tag team with with Jordo, Nick Gage, and um, Action Mike? All the young man. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, it was it was young, middle aged, and old, and comfortably you know retiring or something. Like yeah, that. yeah. It's just a it's just a fucking show. You know, it's just fun, yeah. and 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 uh, sometimes I have to really remember that. And that's really stupid that I have to remember that, you know, a soap it's opera. A soap opera we're, we're watching we're watching violence with with, you know, two cold beers in my hand. I'm like, this is just for fun. We, we don't have to overanalyze yeah. everything, you know? Yeah. But I'm sorry, but nothing gets it. me going. <laughs> nothing gets me going like this tag team of the young, middle-aged, senior, average IQ with the pension deck. <laughs> I like average IQ. Nothing I want to know who that like is. That. <laughs> I'm going to guess that one's Jordan out there. <laughs> oh, yeah, probably. Yeah, because he's not too. He was the one. The that young and the dumb part. That's right. <laughs> All right. So we got through All that right. one. Uh, next match. Oh, uh, we didn't actually. I think you probably got good notes on what happened going into the end of that match, right? All oh, right, yeah, the finish of that one. Yeah, the, the finish of the bussy match. I hope. No, I actually. Here's the thing. I'm not gonna lie. This is the first episode where I said we're going live. We saw both shows live. When the when the fucking match comes on, I'm gonna remember what I can, and I do not honestly remember what happened at the tail end. I'm not. I'm not gonna bullshit you. <laughs> the mats are running <laughs> oh shit geez yeah so yeah we had the mats running on this one yeah it was crazy out there i remember every second of it okay mancer is a disruptor right now i really like it he can throw off everything at any time and it takes one two sometimes three people to shove him the fuck away i love it and when you think he's gone, he shows back up again later yeah. and still just causes havoc. Yeah. That's the part I love. Like Usually you see them once and it's done. And then seeing them pop up a second time, it's uh, always surprising. But the, yeah. The surprise uh, makes it good. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Uh, Mancer does come out, tries to uh, take a screwdriver to Alley Catch's head, and then gets beat up by off or almost beat up by all four members of the tag match. And send Mancer on his way out the door. Yeah, it's really bad when you're getting beaten up by both parts of a tag team match. Both halves uh, of teams of a tag team match. The one guy behind me goes, wait, why did they stop fighting against each other? Now they're working together. It's like, uh, <laughs> just because this guy's an asshole, that's why. <laughs> like, yeah, he's a bigger asshole than they are. So, you yeah. Know. <laughs> All right. Next match is a sec- six-person tag match as Los Macisos go against, uh, oh, they have got their tag partner, Sandra Moon. Team in with Los Macisos going against the team of Bobby Flacco, Cole Radrick, and Mr. Danger. This was just one of those 
throwing together matches, not really a scramble, but I think it would have been a fun scramble. And it's it made for it fun. definitely had scramble vibes just based mm-hmm. off who was in this one. Definitely. Yeah. And the hot start kind of made it feel like a scramble too, of everybody just getting going at it and everyone taking their turn, jumping out to the outside. Um yeah, fun, action-packed uh six-person tag match. I thought of this one. I thought the crowd like bought into it really good as well. See, those are in a tag team match, good match. Always. Yeah, yeah. that's always, always. so always I love a good their match. music. I love their entrance music. I'm actually telling my it's like uh I forget who else it was, but I'm like, I'm gonna memorize their fucking music. I just want to And then they use the, the other intro. and then they use the other song that day just because. Yeah, All or right. the guy gets fucking canceled. <laughs> anyway, that happened. <laughs> yeah, uh, that. No, no shit. It's, I was it's, like, it's, hey. really, it's really fun when you see Masiso versus Masiso like in TOS and you have one of them using the new song and one of them using the old song. Yeah. Yeah, so that's cool. Wolfpack theme after Wolfpack theme. <laughs> you know what I like is how much uh, Cyclope's personality has really come to the forefront and made them so lovable. That was a running joke when I was hanging out with with our other friends over over my weekend trip. It was just okay. They <laughs> <laughs> are, yeah. Like oh, when we no. first told them about. Podcast, they're like, Oh, to talk about us, yeah, okay. Podcast guy, <laughs> they're just like down for whatever, like they're just like got be, a, such a big smile on their face. You could just hear a pin drop in the living room if we're just sitting there, like on our phone or something, and someone will just yell, Okay, you know what's nice though, <laughs> is it doesn't matter where you go, those two brothers are held together by an invisible tether of no more than 10 feet. I, I'm yep. so jealous of the closeness those two have together because they're just they're everywhere together, it's really hard to yeah. not see them. I love it. I really do. I'm I'm jealous. I'm telling you, man. It's they're 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 like, I I was kind of ang- like not angry was the word, but I was kind of blasé about them when they first came back to GCW because of of how they had the uh they had the, the tag belts and passport jail for God knows how many years. Um. Yeah. But now you now that I've actually seen them and and you know watched God knows how many matches with them, you know you just can't help but not love them now. Mm-hmm. They're in that I, category. I, I, they can't do wrong. Yeah, yeah, I popped pretty good when I saw that that was an announcement. I know it kind of like the AC crowd didn't really. It was kind of like, huh? And then they kind of popped afterwards. But I was like, yeah, I, I was all over that one since the moment because those two are just awesome. I love, I love those two just going at it as they go at wars and then just being a tag team. And as you said, John, I think that's what got me to love them too is when they like, I think it was Miedo was or Ciclope was in the TOS finals and like Miedo was like right there just in the corner just cheering them on and like you could just yes. see the love yes. and like yes. after the night. Bring yeah. back tag team seconding. Bring it back. Yep. We yep. need more yep. of that. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. Like, it's the, I, it's the team aspect. People, I can't stand when faces come out to bullshit matches alone, especially when they're part of tag teams. So and and you know they're like, going to have like four on one. Yes. Yeah, make it make sense. What All I right, think in uh, this match is, I wanted to just say a lot of my favorites are in this match. Uh, and what I was gonna, again. dude, I had a chance to finally. Oh, dude, we miss each other every time at every fucking show. We actually had a chance to just stand there and talk to each other for a good five, ten minutes. Dude is so fucking nice. Uh, Radrick, of course, that's not even that goes without saying. And then Mr. Dangerous looks like he's here to stay. This is our Spike Dudley. He's going to be our high flyer, our off the our off the I, ladder guy. I made so much fun of this gimmick when I first saw it. Like Mr. Danger, but it's yeah. such a but it's such an oddball like. It gave me like WCW 2000 vibes. Is that where I was thinking? Yeah. Yeah. It kind of yeah. does. 
it's I, I, sure. it's it's stabbing in that direction. I don't know exactly where it, that belongs, but just having a scrawny guy like that named Mister Danger, it's very. <laughs> uh-huh. It's it yeah it's I don't want I I can't even begin to put it like where where it comes from, but it's it's bringing me back to some old WWE WCW WWF five. It just has that feel. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, this guy's the world champion, but he's just like, he, we're just saying it now, and then it will happen later, just manifesting it. He kind of reminds me he's going to be like the Elix, Elix Skipper, like just the guy that goes viral mm. and does like the crazy-ass spots. Like the, you don't ever really see much of the matches, but you see those crazy spots, and yep. he's the one doing it, like how Elix was. I see Mr. Danger doing that, and he's done it for a couple different promotions with the clips I've seen. It's been, it's been cool to see him and on the West Coast. It's awesome because I think he's, you guys get him mostly on the East, East Coast, right? Uh, Mr. Danger? Yeah. Yeah, uh, we've seen him a couple I think times that's when I first year. saw him, yeah. GCW, JCW. I don't know oh, exactly yeah. where he's from, so I can't tell you like what. Uh, okay, so we first saw him at GCW uh, November 19th at the Settlement Series Part 7. It was him and Jimmy Lloyd. Oh, was he was Mr. a film for Settlement Series. Okay. Yeah, this was Mr. Danger's fifth match ever. His sixth match ever was the same day a three-way. Danger beat Flacco and Teriyaki at the Series oh, wow. of Survival 2022. Uh, let's see here. He's been two years in wrestling. They have him as 5'10", 123. Uh, yeah, two years in ring experience. He was trained by AR Fox. He ain't fucking around. That makes then. a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense now. Yeah, out of uh, uh, fighting out of Georgia. Cool cat. Uh, let's awesome. see what he does because right now yeah. he's the only one I see that's willing to really fucking you know what his body you know he's my pick to take the belt off Jordo. call it now <laughs> what the fuck you oh, didn't a surprise put it, put it up on the big board boys okay okay Send it okay uh, Mr. Danger is my me, pick to take the give me three people you think will take that JCW title on Saturday who do you think uh, has the best three people I gotta see, I'll I gotta start see the field I'll again. start I'm sorry I'll start because I know I know mine. I think one called Manders or Alec Price or Cole Radrick are my three. However, I think Cole Radrick may be a little bigger than the JCW belt and it Cole, wouldn't benefit I, him. Uh, Taking, you know, pardon yeah. the NASCAR pun because we're talking about Cole Radrick here. But um, in NASCAR, there's there's this term called uh, what used to be called bushwhacking because mm-hmm. it, it would be the, the guys in the top series on the Sunday series who would drive on Saturday in the minor league race exclusively for more seat time on those tracks yeah and cole definitely has that vibe that he's just bushwhacking jcw because now he's he he has broken that you know imaginary barrier in our mind that he is a gcw guy over a jcw guy he's sharpening the pencils what you're saying yeah and and i don't think i don't think the jcw belt would would benefit him as much as it would manders i think you're absolutely right or price or price See, but you know, we can't, you know, in, in you know, in a, in a different lifetime, Price has already been world champion. So, I mean, yeah, you know, he 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 had the IWTV World Championship. So, I mean, yeah, I I don't know if you can, I don't want to say in good conscience, but putting the JCW belt on Alec, I don't know if that's the right move either. I was only going to consider it like a trial run because I wouldn't put the or world you know, like title on him for champion? quite a few years. No, more like um, if the cat stays around three more years, would I look at him as a viable champion? I don't try to put the J. I don't even think you need to worry about Alec Price, you know, cutting and running it. 
Gotcha. If that's if that's what you're saying, I don't think you have to like. Even if he does get signed, I mean, I I don't like Alec. Yes, he's a, he's I, a good cast. I, yeah, yeah. I can't talk right now. Sorry, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'm this gonna bring one sometimes. more person in here with us. Yes. Uh, another yes. one from more Phoenix. people. Mr. Gabe, there we go. What's up, Welcome dude? to the channel, yeah. Gabe. How you doing, man? Hello. How are you? <laughs> doing all hey, right Gabe. i'm john i think i may have or may not have met you but it's good to see you now dude yes i think at ucc during collective maybe maybe uh, did you go to collective i if um, not i've heard i've heard did i go to collective <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> okay. yeah i was not I a lot sober, of people so weekend. i cannot, right? I cannot yeah. determine so. what happened at those shows oh i i have so many stories about last year's collective <laughs> mostly involving one of our friends too but yeah no it's a great time but yes um let's just say let's just say a jailbreak from the emergency room was involved we'll leave it there no shit really not a jailbreak who didn't have insurance <laughs> no nothing like that no our friend just uh we go to all the shows with him um he ended up uh getting really sick and then going to the emergency room and it was like the day that world on lucha was and he checked himself out and they were like you should probably rest and he's like i'm not missing world on lucha <laughs> so that's awesome yeah. soldiered up for it yep exactly so then uh, our next one here is a little crazy Yes, our next match in LA is Santana Jackson against Sue Young. This <laughs> this was one of those matches we could have had like Dan Housen in some like like Sue Young was perfect in this match. Yep. Her coming out with the four different uh four different Santana Jacksons. I thought I thought the first one was Rich Swan. The way it looked like from behind and the mm -hmm. the long dreads. I thought that was her husband. I was like, hey, she's gonna kick her husband and but well, it wasn't him. That match is how you book Sue Young. <laughs> Like she did such a damn good job having so a balance good. of playing emotionalist and also full of emotion at the same time. Yeah, because you get to see her theatric side. And I think that like that is something that a lot of people miss with very theatrical wrestlers. Just I mean, like you historically. Book, you book Sue Young is the straight man in a match. Yeah. So like we, I was just talking about this today. Like I personally am really excited that Dan Housen got announced for GCW because, and I'm putting this bluntly as someone with a giant uh, 24 by 36 inch Dan Housen poster. That's like right in front of me. <laughs> um, he's been booked incorrectly at AEW. So like Thank you. he's all, yeah, in, in the saying. indies, he was this awesome. Cause he can fucking go. He actually, I'm sorry. Can I swear on this? I forgot. Yes, you can. Okay. So he can Why fuck no shit go, boobs. Right? Sorry. Yeah. I see. This pussy, dude pussy, has pussy, such pussy, a pussy. nasty fisherman <laughs> suplex. He's got a nasty German. He's got an amazing mm -hmm. Saito suplex. And the thing that bumps me is that his gimmick was he's prop. Like if we're talking purely fictional gimmick, he's probably like capable of something horribly terrible, cursed powers and shit, mm -hmm. but his own incompetence makes him in unable to do that. Right. Like he can probably shoot lightning from his fingers, but he's unable to. And AEW has just booked him as we're going to have you come on down in a rainbow suit and then do the fingers. And then that's it. And it's, it's such a horny. bummer because he's got yeah. so much more. And it's, it's honestly like, he put out a tweet not too long ago about how he wants to wrestle. He wants to feel alive again. He wants the real Danhausen back. And I felt that same shit because I've watched that dude since the indies. And it's been such a shame that he pulls in so much money for that company. And they, they won't even give him as much as like a regular spot on dynamite. 
Like I've only seen him go off once. And like, him, you could, like you said, he went those suplexes and stuff. And like, mm-hmm. that's only one, one time. It should have been way more than that. Yeah. But and it's, it's so sad. And like, obviously like he's had a string of injuries and that's nothing against him. That just happens. It's bad luck. Yes. But I mean, yes. he was cleared like to give you an idea of the, the, the disrespect that I, I feel like has brought him to the point where he's just going back to the Indies is um, he was cleared in September and they started running those promos based on Halloween three, right? That he's coming back. He's coming back. He's coming mm-hmm. back. And how, what was his great, like a uh, return? He accompanied someone to the ring, which is all they fucking do with him. That's so fucking shitty of somebody that they spent so much money on. On top of that, the guy spent, you could have spent money developing a character or, or you can buy a character straight off the Indies. It's well-developed and already like he's already popular. And mm-hmm. then you go, you know what? We bought you because you are making big splashes. You're popular. And then we're going to take your shit and fuck it up because yep. some corny little, like somebody who's a dork thought, well, let's make a dorky joke. And it's, yeah, it's like someone, it. Yeah, like the way I see it is like, it's like the people that scouted him, looked him up on YouTube, saw mm-hmm. his tequila kick, which is mm-hmm. like one of the things he was known for, and then went, ha, 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 let's make him do that all the time. And mm-hmm. it's just like, okay, you He's... can't put him in a match. He's either been accompanied to the ring, been on dark, or part of like a three-man tag. And I think that that's so unfair to him because of how much he draws for AEW. Um, I'm sure I'm sure his merch sales is astronomical. And then the other thing, too, is that he trains with like Brody King. Like he can go like he, he I've seen yeah. his matches yeah. on the Indies. If you literally YouTube, you can see him and Dan the dad. And yeah, how about that? him and Dan the dad was like a crazy one. Actual fire matches. Yeah. Like, yep. you know, are you going to find something like Dean Belenko from him? No, because that's not his style. But for what he's able to do, it's kind of like it's very reminiscent of like the Santino Bros style where it's like a good mix of like, you know, strong suplexes and stuff. But you also Mm -hmm. have like a lot of character with it. Like it's it's almost like a hybrid mix Um, and not hybrid as in like a hybrid wrestler, like a hybrid as in like those two types coming together. Um, But uh, yeah, it's it's just it's such a shame. But I'm glad he's coming back to GCW. He's been treated like like me and Gabe said this in the group chat this morning. He's being treated like an old new gen oh i'm the i'm the wrestling dentist like you know that's all he's yeah. doing like he's yeah. more than that he's a technical guy that has an additional funny gimmick on top of it but he's a good wrestler but he's being mm-hmm. treated as just like the oh i'm the wrestling garbage man like and that's all yeah. he's been doing yeah. so it's it's nice to see and i i'm bringing this back i promise i'm not going on a tangent it is nice to see that still gcw and the powers that be within gcw know how to book a wrestler like that because if they got Sue Young right, which I, I was extremely entertained by that. Also, like another example of how to book a wrestler like that, Santana Jackson alone. I've seen him like three or four times, and every single time I've either laughed my ass off and felt mm-hmm. just overall like legitimately I was entertained by that or just blown the hell away because he's such a good wrestler. Like the Moonwalk DDT, I still pop for that shit every single time. <laughs> Considering but that like, wrestling is his backup gig. Oh, yeah. 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 Did you ever see so, the video like, where he took someone down on the strip? No. No. Yeah, there's a video oh, out yeah. there where someone was fucking with him on the strip, right? And he fucking straight up oh, took him down, hemmed him up. He broke his arm, right? Mm-hmm. I saw that. <laughs> I did see oh, that. I'm not going to say that uh, uh-huh. for legal reasons. But... Uh, <laughs> but um, I didn't see nothing. Uh, seeing Sue Young do that, I, I had heard somewhere, I don't know if it was GCW or somewhere else, 
But someone had booked Danhausen versus Sue Young, and I'm like, I need to see that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, book that That's right now. Revolver too. That's a revolver match. Sounds like too. Yeah. Oh, it does. What's that, what's that other? What's that other Fed that's based out of Chicago that has the? Uh, oh. Out of Chicago. It's gonna eat me away if I if I can't. Never mind. One PW. No. Um. Black Label Pro. Blank. Thank you. Is it? Is yeah. it BLP? Is it Black that's, Label? It sounds yeah, like a BLP match. Yeah, two cup stuffed. Two cup stuffed is always yep. um, yeah. the same weekend as Art of War games. Or uh, what's up, Wally? Maybe Wally actually? made it in the chat at least. <laughs> oh, there, yeah, oh, nice. Kev Santana Jackson was. Yeah, he was internet, internet yeah. before wrestling for sure. Las Vegas, he was lighting it up locally. Like the fans definitely knew him. And then B, you and I were at the LA show. And we're like, he's going to go over like fucking crazy in L.A. And then he did. And we were worried what would happen on the second show. And they freshened it up. And yes. I think this was yeah. his third time. And if I'm not correct, if I'm right in L.A., I think that was his third time. And freshened it up again with four different werewolves. So, like we said, that's what he needed to do to keep it fresh. As like you gave, you said, like, you just see him and like you're going to get entertained somehow, some way, as long as he keeps on switching it up. And I'm glad to see him do it. And it's perfectly booked. And same with Sue Young as well. I, I thought that was a perfect match for her to kind of showcase her theatrical skills, as you guys were saying. I'm just so happy, like. And I, I say this as someone that just watches like all all promos, right? Like I, I obviously love GCW, which is like why I'm here. But as someone, you know, speaking perfectly neutral, I have been very happy that that style of wrestling has its spot on GCW because I think mm-hmm. more people need to see it. Um, not for any other reason other than I, you know, I love Deathmatch. I've been to Deathmatches with Frank. I've been to family-friendly events. I just like wrestling, period. And for me, a perfect card has a little bit of everything. And I think that that's kind of why I started watching GCW in just in general is because I feel like it's consistently you get a little bit of everything, especially if you go to the UCC shows, you're going to get Lucha for sure, at least once. Um, but like to see that type, you know, they've been pushing Santana Jackson consistently. We're seeing Sue Young. I hope we get to see more of Sue Young because I really like her. I'd love to see, I'd love um, to see more of Sue Young too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we have Dan Housen coming in soon. They just announced it today. Like um, Dan the Dad, I think, had popped up at one of the previous events. He, um, he, he yeah. always lands on, on the St. Louis cards. He, yeah. I think he's it's local, that area. He's local yeah. St. Louis. Yeah. Really, well, nice that's guy. what Frank was saying earlier. Someone, like, like, even I got to yeah. shoot the shit with him for like five minutes in Vegas. That guy's deceptively really cool. strong, too. Yeah, yeah, Dan. Yeah, well, that's also, what Frank was saying, too. Like, even these territorial matches, like, they have a perfect spot. Like, it, you want to see a little bit. I have the same way as you gave, I want to see a little bit of everything. I don't want to see, like, yeah, when I go into TOS, I know it's all going to be death matches and I'm in for it, but like, I like to see comedy, technical, high flying, like, mm-hmm. just everything. And that's what they've been providing as of late. And now we get to see a little bit more gimmicky theatrical stuff with a little bit more territorial even thrown in on top of everything yeah. we've been getting as of late so uh and then like, i think what, what you said too frank you haven't seen we haven't seen territorial wrestling in forever i think that's why it's kind of been it, fun for the new fans to see, oh. it. like a good old-fashioned territory studio match once in a while like mm. yeah it, it needs to be seen and then we and were then talking about these- him in the parking lot of phoenix about um carrie yeah. morton killing yeah. it with that Oh, you don't see but, it, and it's something new. And you know, GCW bringing in a studio territory match like that's something off the wall, and then something fun. And it's something that, mo- like, let's be honest, 90% of that crowd at any given GCW show has not seen that kind of match before, and they'll pop for yep. it. Yep. Well, the thing about the Jackson matches, especially, is that if you look overall at a card, a wrestling show is going to have tension. His matches release the tension in the room. 
without being a straight up okay we can go to the bathroom we can go to the snack bar type. exactly it's must see it's a must see match it's that i love that I just the music hits and it's like fuck yeah and then he comes out from under the and we know he's coming out from under the ring every time. Also, he's got that new mask that kind of snarls and shit. It looks pretty cool. It's got red eyes. Yeah, I, I like the mask too. He's got that spirit Halloween special going on now. I was gonna say he probably caught it on a you know like after October kind of. <laughs> That's when I get my shit. <laughs> All right, that will lead us into the main event of Coldest Winter Two as Dark Sheik challenges Blake Christian for the GCW title. And if Blake Christian is still in the chat, let's hear his thoughts in the chat. But uh, we had Dark Sheik. I thought this was good. I thought she like for the main event in UCC Center killed it. It was perfect. That was one of the best matches I've seen of Sheik. And she delivered it, and she was perfect with Blake. And Blake was, like, perfect for her as a heel. And I I thought it all worked out perfectly. And at first, I was kind of skeptical with Cardona not being the main event. And I was hoping that this would be it for a title match. This delivered, and I'm glad Sheik got that moment in the UCC Center. Because I know Uh, we were kind of talking about, like, maybe getting in Phoenix. But uh, UCC for the world title was awesome seeing that happen. We've we've got word from – I just wanted to to break in real quick. Blake, if you want to, we could actually just shoot you the link. I don't think that's the real Blake still, man. (laughs) I kind of did some reason. I don't know if that's the No problem. No problem. But if it is, you could always shoot him one. Yes, if it is, absolutely stop in. Because he could heal work us right in here, no problem. Sorry, I just wanted to jump in and say (laughs) that. No, you're good. Yeah, if someone's chilling in here and wants to really, you know, we can always send them a thing in. Anyway. I ruined the whole fucking vibe, guys. I'm so like banger match. Dark that mood, that match yeah. is fucking banger. Well, unexpected. Unexpectedly good. I didn't expect as much as I saw. Then blood hit, and I'm like, oh hell yeah. I think it was oh, different yeah. from Sheik for me. I think that's what made it like surprisingly very good was it was a different side of Sheik for the time mm-hmm. championship. And that was perfect because the situation called for her to step it up. And I think she delivered perfectly. Also that nasty eyebrow bump. Oh, oh yeah. Like, I love how we got back-to-back nights. I forgot oh, about that. Yeah. I forgot about that bump. Yeah, by I've, the way, uh, that, uh, that dive out onto that uh, door was fucking sick both nights. Yeah. The, like That's a spear, like the tope through the oh, oh. the tope oh. to the held door, yeah, <laughs> so good, oh, vicious. Yeah, the ladder. I was like, when they she brought up the ladder, I was like, oh, <laughs> like, yeah. You oh, kind of yeah. always get that, especially like in the UCC, because I feel like as someone that's been there so many times, they don't have small ladders. It's it's oh, always giant. like dangerously big. Like, <laughs> like during collective when Psycho Clown and Gringo Loco, they're like, Oh, let's bring out a ladder. It's uh, like 30 feet. Tall. <laughs> yeah, I bring those- is this to change the bulbs at the very top? Like, do you not have a normal ladder? They only have ladders that need to be held by 16 crew members to actually yeah, exactly. get a spot off of. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I uh I like that the UCC ladders are like whatever you think the ladder will be, just add 10 feet. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But they're always like, they always use them in ways that I feel like actually elevate the match. And I think that that's more or less important because, mm-hmm. like, there's always going to be matches where stuff is just used just for value and it doesn't really add anything. But I felt like, especially in that Blake Christian match, uh, the latter added that extra level of like danger without mm-hmm. necessarily, you know, making it a death match or something. And I feel like, 
that's kind of another view that I have in regards to hardcore when weapons get brought out is I've seen some hardcore matches in the UCC that have been better than some death matches. It's because it's how it's implemented. And I felt like in the case of Blake and Dark Sheik, it elevated both of their games and allowed them to show another side that we don't always get to see. Restrictions so. breed creativity. So you get yeah. creative with less. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I love me some light tubes and stuff, but like, oh yeah, you know, I've, I've definitely heard people when they're like, man, there's not light tubes on the card. I'm not going. I'm like, oh, all right, yeah. then I guess. Yeah. Weird well, 20, take, 24 but... minutes of hard work they put into this main event too. Yep. Credit for that a hundred percent. They didn't do any, there was no breathing spots where they lay on the ground for 45 seconds. They were moving the whole time. So fuck yeah, I'll give it to them more than I expected because I just, I was expecting thrusty chic, you know, not, not as serious, not, not hood slams chic, not hood. Yes. There you go. Good point. Yeah. And after that match, I know it wasn't on Fight TV, but uh, Dick Gage came out for the save um, and kind of challenged or kind of said he wants to come in after the belt. But um, that's the person with Joey Janela chasing after Blake Christian's belt. And uh, we'll see where that goes from. Uh, as we were talking about, John, it was kind of half the half the roster's chasing after the belt at this point. Right. Well, it's kind of interesting. They didn't show it on the end of Fight TV like. Both gauge promos on both nights. They didn't show. Yeah. And we were kind of wondering what was going on there. Like, why not? Especially like when he's making a statement like that, not just like, hey, LA crowd. Like, he did kind of challenge. Like, it seemed like time restriction on the fight or something or trailer. Yeah, that could going. always be too. Yeah. <laughs> gauge coming out in Phoenix. All right. Though. Yes, Gauge was. Well, let's head right into the Phoenix show. So that was Coldest Winter 2, and we are hopping into gcw's feel no ways coming from the nile theater in mesa arizona and yeah that's where right here gabe is on for the first hand experience frank made the trip from ac down to yes. arizona and we made the trip down to arizona I, as well. i and, suffered uh, i suffered in a tiny ass main cabin seat both ways to oh. go see that show was it worth it? <laughs> Was it worth it? My, my knee still hurt from jamming into the back of that seat. <laughs> okay. I don't oh know what's worse. So I drove 10 hours that day. I drove from LA to yeah. back home to drop the family off and then mm-hmm. made it to Phoenix afterwards. <laughs> And it, it was, was super was special. I was for... delayed into Newark, so it was it was even it was just as bad. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was super delayed, special yeah, I, I... for uh, for AZ as well as like the three of us because reasons. But yeah. Okay. Okay. It, I wanted to say this because it's your home territory gabe respectfully because this is my first time ever being there um this is my first okay so i want to tell you what i thought uh the crowd was fantastic i will mention the crowd 100 first the crowd from the get-go felt like people who appreciated what they had mm-hmm. and were giving it their all in that yep. place I think that the acoustics inside the building were fantastic. I also thought that um, I also thought that the fact that there's something underneath allowed people to stomp. The rumble of the stomp sounded awesome in the place. The chairs were really cool because you got to lay back a little. However, that's, that's my stomp ass- is not something you normally hear in a GCW show, which it really added. Yes. Yes. And then the last thing was the chair. It was really cool that it sat back, but it wasn't cool that my fat ass crack was hanging out the back of the chair pretty much for three hours of the show. And I feel bad for whoever was behind me, but I tried really hard, whoever that was. But um, what else can I say? Um, 
I mean, crowd, the crowds, dude, I had such a good time talking with everyone because everybody was friendly. There was no lines at the bar. The bathrooms were fucking clean. Like it felt like if I went there three or four times, it's like family then. I yep. feel like I'm just three or four visits away from really feeling like there's a, you know, I mean, like I went to LA three, four times. I ended up talking to most of the front row now. Yeah. So it's that was Phoenix. Phoenix was 10, 10, like a plus show. Good. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. I, I don't want to cut you off. No, I'm just saying like a plus show. One of my favorite shows I've ever been to. I swear the crowd, like we talked about that night, like yeah. the feeling, the vibe, the people, the show, the energy, the way Fucking it was like blank. ran everything. Yeah, everything can, was so awesome, man. I can tell you why that show was super hot. At least I'm gonna from tell my, my wife goodnight real quick. I'll be right back. Yeah, you having to wait or no? Go ahead. Okay. Um. So the show is important for a couple of reasons, and this is again coming from just someone that got to see this unfold, you know, as it happened. Um. But uh, our good friend Raleigh, who's in chat, um, he is to to make it simple. He's he's part of uh you know part of the formula that got GCW here. Um, it's so much of his hard work went into helping bring it here. And I want to say first and foremost that like, nice. if you want to thank GCW being there, you need to thank him because the amount of work that that dude put in to help elevate Arizona wrestling to the point to where, um, you know, GCW wanted to come here. Um, that's fully him. And that's kind of something that's important. Um, we used to have a local fed called party hard that ran out of Nile and Nile and hmm. sorry, and party hard had in a lot of ways, similarities to GCW. Um, one of the most bloody matches that's ever taken place. There was a dog collar match that was there. So like you have people that are down for a little bit of violence. Um, PHW had people come through like Effie, Allie, um, Sheik's come through. She now runs hood slam through Nile. So like, the wrestling scene has been here. It's just no one big enough wanted to really step in and like put a show on here. And we'll get like triple mm. A has come through at Mullet arena. Um, but no one, like it, it always felt like we would get skipped over and stuff. And with Sheik starting, you know, I, I heard like, Hey, Sheik wants to run hood slam out because, you know, our small local feds, you know, they got a notice from there and then it slowly started to build, slowly built, slowly built. And then over time we finally found out, yo, GCW wants to come here and they want to come to our home. And that's kind mm -hmm. of how the Nile needs to be looked at. You aren't seeing GCW just book any venue. You're seeing GCW book our home. And that's why that theater was blowing through the fucking roof is because we finally got our chance to be on that stream. And while some towns may think, oh yeah, we get GCW all the time. For us, it was, it's so much more than just that. Like <laughs> I, it's, mm -hmm. I, it's I, important. I, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like five times, five times a year, let's go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just like, we waited so long and then it yeah. finally came. Like I knew the second I walked through it, that show was going to be like that from start to finish. And that's, that's all wow. it was. And to be able to experience that front row and then finally like look at my buddy and be like, bro, you fucking did this. Like you're the yeah, reason GCW is here. Cool. Like it was just, it's just like a good emotional night and I'm so looking forward to June. And it's just, it's cool knowing that our show, you know, people that watched from other States got to look at Phoenix and go, that's how y'all roll now. <laughs> you know, like yeah. this is how we run era wrestling in Arizona. So it's it's cool that Arizona's now on the map in that sense. And I hope that this starts to attract 
more companies, you know, to come here and see, because we mostly just have local feds. We have a couple of feds that will travel, but like it's, it's mostly localized. So I was blown away. I just, I heard thankfulness in the cheers, like people who give that much emotion. I'm my little crew of four are like nineties ECW fans. We just don't do the crazy talks that they do. But when it comes to enthusiasm, we give it, I came down there. I'm like, these are my people. Yeah. I'm like, you know what I mean? Like, I felt like I'm making noise with the, there was someone in my fucking ear making as not much noise as me that night. And I'm like, oh, okay, hell yeah. These are my, yep. and then I, I like to play that game. Like we're the hot corner. What I do is we like to be the loud side of the ring because the, the wrestlers play to you more. Yeah. So yeah, we. Uh Oh, there you are. There we ah, are. We're back. There we are. Whoa, Lost internet. Dude. I apologize. I was like, you oh my God, off, what just happened? You pissed off Blake Christian. Sorry, Blake. <laughs> Give me my IP back, man. When he was All heading right, to the good? parking lot after the show really quick, and I, I told him, I, uh, he turned around because I was like, dude, I love you and I hate you at the same time, <laughs> but I mostly love you. <laughs> such a good, such a good heel. I'll say it publicly. I've, I've said it, I think, before too. Very nice guy, humble smart and i don't have a feeling whatsoever that he really wants to put himself in the way of anything i feel like he's one of those i want to get what's mine that i worked for and i'm perfectly fine with just that and i've nothing but nice things to say yeah yeah it i i completely agree who do we got here phoenix show yeah real week oh. tk came out before dynamite 2 and said y'all got this lineup you're such a i think i think maybe it's just like la las vegas and phoenix have just been hot wrestling crowds overall we I, and again I, it's like as someone that's been here because i've i've lived here my whole life um phoenix has always been the town that like we kind of just got looked over like if you look at the history of pay-per-views um phoenix has only had one single wrestlemania most cities have like multiple like i'd say major cities and i say major because phoenix is one of the largest cities in the u.s we have one mm -hmm. um maybe maybe once a year we'll get raw and smackdown some years you just get one and then maybe we'll get a, a live premium live event but other than that we just skipped up get skipped over and it's so mind-boggling to me because like the the scene here is big you know like we have people from arizona that have made it to the big games and we have three big promos, uh, at least like local ones. We have PCW, uh, we have AWF, we have Party Hard, which is the one that you can always find me at. Um, now we have like, you know, smaller schools starting to pop up. It's just, it's always blown me away that we kind of just got skipped. But I'm glad though that GCW has at least come through because now you get to see the indie side of us, which I feel is really 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 fun <laughs> like as you clearly saw because you get you, and, enough people are tired of the of the you know the corporate big fed style yeah and that's the one thing i don't know if like gcw chose the nile like that was the one place they wanted to go to like that that was on their radar so uh yeah glad to see uh the nile get it i kind of missed all the stuff you were talking about with the nile there that's when i got cut off but um oh yeah you know i was just saying it, it that show was hot because you yep. booked because that GCW was booked in our home. It wasn't like we went somewhere like GCW came to our home where we see hood slam. That's where party hard wrestling started, which is that is like our big local kind of like mini GCW, I guess, in the sense of like what we saw and just like most indie wrestling shows will go through uh, the Nile. So it's exciting to finally see a show as big as feel no ways, you know, literally 
literally pack the Nile. Like and that, that show getting to the bathroom, like you had to do that between matches because by the time you got back, the next match was starting. It was all mm-hmm. gas, no breaks. It was like it was a mm-hmm. tight show. So were mm-hmm. the fans. The fans were all fucking gas all fucking night. LA at least gases out around match five, match six. Didn't happen in Phoenix. No. You know what I'm talking no. about, B? That was, that, about? that was my worry with this LA show when they announced like that that being the match. I think that kind of took a lot of the air out until the Blake Christian Dark Sheik match, but there was like dull points a little bit where you could hear the crowd like or you couldn't really hear the crowd or be as energized as Arizona, like Phoenix was just nonstop from match one. So the first bump, like as like that bump even was loud with Starboy Charlie in the corner and Masha, like they like just the loudness of the bumps in the crowd was it was hot. It was definitely fire in Phoenix. Yeah, uh, that, so yeah, that we'll line go, was right. so long. <laughs> <laughs> the bathroom. Into the building. Oh, oh I, I, got, to get I the got lucky. Yeah. Oh, the building. Hey, I got lucky. How many of you are Patreon people? Any of you? Okay. Be a patron. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, um, yeah. I asked, I asked, uh, I think it was Scott. I was like, Scott, can I, what are you doing for Patreon people? And he put me in a separate room and took me out of line. I'm like, Oh hell yeah. And, uh, I lucked out. So I was going to say, if any of you are Patreon, tell Scott, um, or unless fucking Eric's down there. And, uh, if they're watching the door and just let them know if you're Patreon and they'll put you into a separate area to where you don't even have to wait outside. Yeah, yeah. So, it, it was just uh, like you know, it was, was a great. long line. Yeah, because uh, I got there yeah. right five minutes before the bell rang. Because I, I actually, I, I've been, wow. I've actually been to an event where they didn't have the Patreon line. Because so I, I don't know if it's just like either missed it, but I've been to an event and then when I got in line, I actually asked. I was like, "Is there a Patreon line?" Because I like I have the Game Changer one, mm-hmm. and they were they were way too busy getting people in. So I was just like, I'll just hop in line. Like it, it's fine. Like to be I, fair, I've waited this ate, line before. So. The food we got that made us late for that line was absolutely worth standing through. It. <laughs> we do have good food get. here too. And there's a lot of good places to eat around the Nile. Just saying if really? anybody feels like coming out to June. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm coming uh, out in June for sure. I'm so fine. I'm actually a hundred percent interested in saying hi to more people and seeing if there's some good shit to eat down there. Like a hundred percent. Oh, I'll yes. show you the way. No, by far. Okay, good, good, good. Fra- Frank's proof. Frank, how many oh. good places did I take you to? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> the burger place. I forget the name of the burger place, but that was that was delicious. You, you know, and that the, the, the Gus's chicken, which was like two blocks, two or three blocks down from the Nile, which was great. I don't think I had a one bad meal the entire week I was there. Yeah. Dude, I keep looking at your Lego set back there. I think I've got one or two of your sets. The town. Yeah, I've got yeah, the... I've got the uh, the city block sets back here. Fuck yeah! I've got the one. It's like a cafe or something. I don't know if that's... Yeah, I've got the Parisian cafe like, back there. Yeah, that's it. That's my one. I'm actually getting some light. Okay, sorry guys. I got some LED. This is the reason I have the nerd shelf behind me. Is like it's not it's not just wrestling. It's everything. Oh um, yeah, I love it. <laughs> All right, first matchup at the Nile. My yep, sorry. Upset air. No, you're good. No, you guys are good. <laughs> first matchup was Masha versus Starboy. Like I said, like the crowd was hot match one. The first bump was set the tone, I think. Like that uh packet, like the little he held Star or she, Masha held Starboy and like dropped him in the corner. Just that bump I know was sent uh set airwaves going my way. And Starboy got a loud pop too. Like I didn't know he would be that that big out in Phoenix. I know mostly LA, but I don't know how often he works out in the Phoenix area, but he got a nice loud pop and it was a awesome opener. That's for sure. I'd say it's also like hard to dislike him. 
just like he's yeah. just so athletic like even even if someone has never watched any wrestling and they see Starboy, that that dude's pure athleticism is phenomenal <laughs> so and he's wrestling so. in he's wrestling in in short brawls. <laughs> yeah. i'll tell you what if you ever really look at those b you had has anybody else had a little bit of training at all in wrestling Dude, if you popped your fucking hand when you're doing a chop on one of those overall, like the bib buckle things, oh, yeah. you fuck oh. your finger up. Well, oh, we seen it multiple, like, like the LA, uh, what was it, Horiguchi, when he's like, fuck this, take this shit off and just exactly pop. Like, that was, like, one of the loudest chops I've ever heard of. Oh, yeah, because imagine, like, slapping someone on that thing, because I don't know if any ever wore bibs or some shit when you were a kid, but those things are fucking hard, and they're metal, and they're, like, yeah. this fucking <laughs> thick. And if someone pops their hand on one, you're going to get an oh, indent God. in your chest. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, the one thing I'd say about that match is, like, I have a pretty low tolerance, and I say it just comes from just watching indie wrestling for, like... Um, I'd say high tolerance, I should say. Uh, high tolerance for false finishes. Like, I know the indies, we do that a lot. There is a point where it's excessive. This this match had a ton of them, and every single one of them, I was losing my mind over it. Yeah, like, every, it was Every perfect. single close yep. to was absolutely perfect. worth it in that match, yeah. Perfect. I had no idea who was going to win, too. Yeah, like, it was, yeah. it had me on, like, I was standing, but if I was sitting, I was on the edge of my seat, because, like, the, everyone Literally. behind me was like, it's still yeah. going? Like, it, yeah, it's only, like, 12 minutes, but it was still just, like, even though it was a shorter match, it felt like a good, long match, and, like, it grabbed the whole fan. Mm-hmm. Until the middle of the card, we were all calling that match the night. Yeah. Ooh. I, I would agree with that. Also, but, I don't yeah, know. But we will, we will, we will cross that bridge when we get there. That microman, that microman match was hot as fuck, though. Yeah, dude. Oh my god, the microman match, dude. My son is six six. I can't hear you. B, check your, uh, check your thing there for a second. Uh, the microman thing. My son is six six, and I actually just wanted to see his reaction to a person who's like two seven, because it's just. I don't know, man. I've never seen him live, and that was incredible. Right. And I'd like to know how much uh, homework a wrestler has to do to know how to do with him what others do, like sunset flips and shit. I mean, come on. Like, that. I felt the same way. Bismo was a perfect, perfect opponent for him. Like, played off into it. Yeah. They had to have worked together. Yeah. The thing that I really like about that match is more so that, like, a lot of people forget that like the minis division division exists in triple H or uh, not triple H in triple A triple H in triple A. They had like a whole division and title and stuff. And like, that is some great wrestling. And the thing that sucks is that most more often than not, unfortunately um, minis are booked. I would say for more comedic value, which isn't really fair or cool. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So to see microman making his rounds on the indies now and, we're seeing some of that mini style wrestling from triple A. Like it's, it's awesome. And I felt like, you know, while we're on the subject of it, like that, it was perfectly well executed. It made both of the stars look great. You know, mm-hmm. it wasn't one sided or anything like that. Like the crowd popped for everything. Great, great match. Yeah. Nello said match of the night for me. I'm thinking they're probably talking about that Masha match. Yeah. Uh, oh seeing gosh. a stunner from Microman. Yeah. Yes. I pop for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Um this next match, 
you know, Bay and Doris together is a nice little team. The oh, yes, that's, yep, that's what we were talking about. Yeah. Chris Bay teamed up a man like Doris going against Fuego Del Sol and Sam Stackhouse. Oh, one, too sweet. That was nice. Like, I hope it sticks. Like, it was so loud. Like, and they kept on chanting it like almost the entire match. Usually it gets like tired. Yeah, uh-huh. I wasn't tired of it. I liked it. It fit in perfectly. I want more. And by more, I mean, give me more from both of those teams. Uh huh. I, oh, yeah. I had, I saw Fuego del Sol and Sam Stackhouse. It was Stackhouse, right? Yeah, yeah Stackhouse. Yeah, Stackhouse. Um, and I was like, okay, okay, this will be cool. And then I left. When that match ended, I was like, I need more of both of you, please. Uh-huh. Such good chemistry for such varied styles between the two of them. They like, they're like a two pieces of a jigsaw puzzle. They just fit in perfectly. I, I loved it. And then also I, I love like Doris and then I love Chris Bay. So to have them together, that's just an instant win for me. Well, well, well booked, booked match in my opinion. Um, Stackhouse's, uh, I, I don't know the proper term of it, but uh, the Rikishi driver thing that he does that like at the very end of the match, that shit looks so sick. That's oh, such a good yeah. That spot was such awesome, a, yeah. I popped so hard for that. Stackhouse that has, is that the, the big ending type thing that he does? Like the big, yeah, it's like a gnarly, yeah. like, yeah, that's one of his finishers. Yeah. Uh, he, he got thrown out of the ring at one point and he, without his athleticism, he was going to run 400 plus pounds right into me and my wife. And I was like, oh, fuck. And I told him as he went down, I go, you, I fucking owe you, bro. <laughs> and he's, he's like, thanks, man. Yeah. Without so his, he's a without, real athletic dude. he's, he is, and I've actually talked to so many wrestlers, and they're like, dude, he's an athlete. He just has weight on him. Yeah. I mean, like, we've seen time and time and time again throughout the history of wrestling, like, big boys can be athletic as the most cut-fit dudes. Like, look at Bam Bam. Like, how many big, big dudes oh, do you think got dude. into wrestling because they saw Bam Bam being a big guy, and mm-hmm. maybe they were the big kid in school, and they were like, he's doing cartwheels and, like, flips? This I want to do that. Like, Bam Bam Invader, right here. Oh yeah, and and Big Boss Man. I always thought that I'd end up probably being Big Boss Man, like big, heavy, brown fucking upper, and these little stick legs. I look like a watermelon with toothpicks attached. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, yeah, I I agree with you, with Gabe. The the team of Swago and Sam's like you were perfectly perfect mesh together and their chemistry was awesome and i didn't expect to see it but then i thought i read that they were or have teamed before so it, it oh. makes sense but i didn't i didn't think about it or know about it and it it was good like they were a perfect yeah. tag team fuego is one i wasn't really too high on because of just everything i've seen on him just getting squashed all the time and the little bitty shown in gcw has been awesome but this was the one for me this was his show oh, yeah. or coming out party for me i loved him and i talked with him in the back and he was into it and he was cool like he was watching all the matches and getting into it too so yeah he's a Fuego cool got a new fan for me that night yeah i i followed him for a bit and i i thought it was unfortunate that like his aew booking just kind of wasn't going the way that i think that could have best represented him because i only really saw him on like dark every now and then and then maybe for like he'd pop on dynamite once or twice but um gcw's booked him i think a few times um i know he was at uh one of the chicago shows and his match he was at an art of he was at an art of war games yeah i think he just like started with like a tornado ddt or something and i was like there we go that's how we go (laughs) yeah start him off with uh, it 
Yeah, starting off with it, but it's cool he's been popping up more because he's he's got that lucha style, but he's also got like something else I haven't been able to pick out, but it's it like it's unique to him. It's hmm. how he wrestles with yeah. the style of lucha. I, I don't know what it is though. Uh the Bizzard here in chat mentioned Big Little Brawlers, the best show on TV. I'm gonna tell you, did anybody see that Big Little Brawlers actually got a higher rating than Collision last week? Ooh. Uh-huh. That was reported on, and I'm like, damn man, really? What is it? Big little brawler? No, Big I, little I, I, dude, it's so cool. It's it's little it, people it, wrestling, it's but it's rough. behind the scenes. So you're getting the real drama of wrestling behind the scenes. It's just the people are smaller. Oh you, okay. you, you watch one episode, you're hooked. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I heard about it. That's pretty good. Yep, yo, shout out Psycho. Yeah, see in chat. Yeah, <laughs> the, these wrestlers are cool as shit, dude. And they each have their own thing. Yeah, They're like that sounds cool. That's kind of what I was saying earlier. Like, I'm I'm glad that like people are starting to see that like the height also doesn't mean, you know, you have to Not be booked like, you know, something offensive <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. A they stereotype, out, I guess. They come out um, to Vegas, but they always go to a strip club. And I'm not gonna take my wife and kids to a strip club. Otherwise, <laughs> yeah. I'd love to support them. I a hundred percent would love to support there was them because a, they're working their ass off. I it might have been this fed. I don't know if it was this micro uh, this uh this midget wrestling federation, whatever uh whatever word we're using now, sorry. Um they booked this the show three blocks away from homecoming night one in 2021 that's awesome and people were saying like do we skip night one to go watch midget wrestling and they're like no you (laughs) don't but the fact that people even thought of it even spoken into existence was like i just want to see how many people were like hey there's there's other wrestling in town right now oh yeah there's a there's a fed around here i think it's out of texas called extreme dwarfinator and like i think they're gonna eventually head here but it's the same thing it's like it's just little people wrestling like it's Uh, it's nothing wizard with line of the night yeah. Yep. 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 I didn't mention it because of B up there. I figured maybe he'd get a little. That's why I was like, ignore it, and we're gonna go right on to the next <laughs> yeah. match, man. We're gonna not do, okay. talk about that one. We so can't I'm talk not, about Grisham. I'm like not that. gonna lie though. If you get a good group of people together and you go to one of those people, little people shows, and you just treat it like fucking any other show and go at it, you know how fucking pumped they would be to perform. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Just anybody in general. If anyone yeah. comes out to your Everybody match, like it's awesome. Yeah. Oh. And they deserve it. They're performers. Sometimes it hurts when a performer doesn't get any reaction. So I'm like, okay, at least give them some cheers or some shit. Like at the uh, local level. I've me, seen local level, I've seen yeah. some stinker shows at the Mecca. <laughs> at a certain point. I, I okay, side note. I'm sorry. I'm gonna tangent on this. No, one. Good. I've been at a show at the Mecca where it was 10 or 15 people in the crowd, and it was Ooh. me and three of the regulars from gcw shows we were heckling from the side closest to the bar and we were just slinging back three dollar beers and just just you know if it wasn't for three of us just you know doing our normal you know schlocky chance that we would at any other gcw show there would have been nothing but the but the sound of hate people hitting the mat in that room that's rough that's fucking terrible i've been to like that i've been to some shows down here and 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 and, and, and the biggest, the biggest wrestler on that show was Montakia. Wow, the super, the butter superhero wrestler. Wow, the champion of the champion of the Fed came out to um, Freebird and waited for the verse to come out. 
Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Four minutes later, no, he. I, I. It might not have been Freebird, but it was some like you know Southern rock song, and he waited for like a solid minute and a half of his music to play before he walked out the door. Like, <laughs> That's rough. <laughs> oh my god! We were just, we were enjoying the spectacle of the spectacle rather than the spectacle of the of the show. Right, right. So you were getting the irony in the whole thing. We have a oh, fed out here that yeah. does a talk show segment, and I'm not going to name it. Because three people in here, or two people in here, know who I'm talking about. But there's a Fed out here that'll do a talk show segment, and in like, if you're an indie, don't do a talk <laughs> show segment. Like, honestly, just just make another match. And it's just it's rough because it's it's bad, and it's just it's like you said, it's silent. No, no, none of the jokes ever miss or ever hit. They always miss. <laughs> the crowd doesn't want it. Like, it's it's bad. And they still do it every single time. And, and, it's and just, let me guess, the guy rough. who does it is some. It like, hurts. You're just like, you don't even want to get up and leave because you're like, then everyone's going to look at me. <laughs> like, you just have to right. sit there. It's like one of those things where it's like the, the Miz type wrestler of the of the roster is doing the talk show, right? Except it's it's like <laughs> the person that grew up watching the Miz and they want to be the Miz, but they're not the Miz. Yeah. <laughs> I saw down here, Bizzard said Colin Delaney would come out to the full house theme in 2CW. That's tight. that's that's a balls move right there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's sick. <laughs> oh my gosh. And I actually think that it's cool that um Manser changed his music because yeah, I know I, because I don't feel pumped doing a sing along. I'm happy that Pantera came out. You need a little attitude yeah. if you're are, are we on to the next do we talk about the finish of this match? We uh, go all over the place. I don't even know. <laughs> it's all right. Chris Bay, right. Man Like the Reese beat Fuego de Sal and Sam Stackhouse, which led into our next segment because I can't even call the match. <laughs> Bodie, Young Prodigy, and Mance Warner. And ass whooping of ass whoopings. Dude, the fact that it was Bodie and then you see Mance come out, I'm like, this kid's going to get his shit kicked in. Oh, dude. Oh, we knew it from the start. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was trying, trying to start to fuck them kids, Shannon. I was trying to get my teaching aggression out of myself. I was surprised the match started, especially because Frank tried to get into a fight with Mance. Oh, oh no, yeah, yeah. That, that was perfect. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> you got to say that, Frank. Uh, the oh, yeah. Luca, like, what are you doing here? <laughs> Uh, when, when, when I just I just swore at Mansur and he saw me as an East Coast guy, he's like, what the fuck are you doing in, in Arizona? And he just went in on me. But That's at least I had beautiful. I had the entirety of I had the entire moshing army of Arizona hardcore behind me. So I, I was walking around with, with, with fucking bowling ball. Bro. <laughs> he wasn't scared of nothing. <laughs> oh, God, no. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I wouldn't help you. If it was Mansur, nah, dude. I'm good. That's your own fight. I've seen what he does with the staple gun. I'm good. Yes. Listen, hey, ever, listen, the, listen, the fact that I that I got patted down to walk in that building means he was safe for that day. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Uh, so, yeah, that match. That's more than just pretty much. <laughs> he pulls out the stink. <laughs> B-Y. Oh, is that a What do you got, got there? on him. <laughs> oh, no, that's oh, oh, where's my three books? No, he can't remember which one. Oh, there it was. <laughs> Holy shit. Damn, dude, you're cutting hair and cutting fools, huh? <laughs> really quick, though, um, I love BYP. Even if he wasn't here to get beat up, I, I like him. Yeah, Great Las wrestling. Vegas loves him. Uh, we've been seeing him Brant, be since since uh, four years now, three years now. We've seen him. Yeah, since I've seen him for a while. Every time I've gone out to LA, used to my son. <laughs> every time I've gone out to Vegas, um, I've caught him. Whether it was uh, at an FSW show or 
uh, GCW. I think he was also in a black. He's Vegas based, right? Maybe. Yeah, yeah Vegas based. Good yeah. kid. He was um, with like the Starboy and Billy Starks, like the te- that yeah. young team against like. I, I peg him as kind of the next wave since the Brat Pack is like slowly starting to get into like. That's exactly what I said. Stuff. Yep, that's what he said. Brat Pack yeah, 2.0. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'll play inside baseball and Brant. You know, B. You know, God. Sorry, B, you know this. Um, I don't think he's being pushed hard enough at FSW to reach his fullest potential, and I hope that maybe someone like Andrew or someone local. We'll maybe push him into the NJPW, like maybe somewhere around there where he might fully flourish, or he needs to take his they ass to Mexico. For that one. He's got a while for that one. Yeah, I think I think Mexico probably be the best fit for him and his move set. Mm-hmm. But he's that. He, I they're gonna at FSW. They're gonna use him like for like the gimmicky spots, like with Danny Limelight and like what they did with his daughter wrestling getting in the ring with Bodie and stuff like that. I think they'll use him for like the kind of go viral moments, not for a real push because. He likes to push the Hammerstones and those guys. <laughs> I, I watched him practice when he was 15. He was doing some shit, right? And I knew he was intelligent when a kid put a headlock on him. And then he transitioned out of the headlock into like this other kind of hold. And Bodie went, we're not in Mexico. Switch it up. And the kid was like, oh, shit. And then went from left-handed to right-handed. I'm like, kid smart. Kid smart. Yeah. He knows the difference between left-handed and right-handed wrestling between Luch and American. And I'm like, all right, this kid's on it then. That's fucked. Yeah, he teaches like shit. the kid's class. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah he's pretty for strict sure. too, isn't he? You said he's kind of strict in the kids' class, right? Or no? Yeah, he let, he doesn't let him play around. Like that's the kind of the thing with the kids' class. You let him play around too much, but then it's also like it's wrestling. Like some shit could get serious. Like it, you gotta take it serious. You can't be goof around all the time. And he was in there telling the kids that, so it was kind of nice hearing it from someone closer to their age and yes. someone like as older than <laughs> yeah. like a teacher telling them that stuff. All right, so Bodie tried hanging, uh, or Mancer tried hanging Bodie, and then Manders came out, and that kind of leads possibly to a future match with Manders and Mance coming up here. Uh, Which I don't think I got announced awesome. it. That's, oh, yeah. Because they both that's, do that's that. That's going to be a doll collar match. I could see that being like a. Not, Ooh, it's like you were saying. Oh, yeah, like that's ter- what they It'd be like a territory death match. Yeah, that would be kind of cool. Honestly, them dog collar would be so I think he's bloody. having the dog collar against Allie, isn't more he? More appropriately, I think it would be a bull rope match between the two of them. Uh, true. Oh, yeah. Good call. Yeah, I think one of those kind of matches did get announced, but I uh, can't find it or know oh, 100% no, off Manson, the top of my head. Allie? Yeah, bull rope, Texas bull rope match. There yeah. it is. What show is that booked on? Dallas, February 23rd. Wow. There's a memory for you. <laughs> did you punch that up or did you just have that shit in your head? Oh, no, no. I found it. Oh, I God, found it real like, fast. Damn, dude. No, 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 no. You got the library open, huh? <laughs> I remember seeing it, but I couldn't like, I remember, I couldn't remember like what for sure show it was on. All right. That leads us into the next match. A six person tag match as death match royalty. Broski, Jimmy, Matt Cardona, Steptolander go against SGC cunt. One called Manders, <laughs> Alley Catch and Dark Sheik. I totally messed that up. I don't never, I never know how they say it. Um, with, SG Cunt. Okay. SG Cunt. That's easier to say. Um, And yeah, that was, this was a match too. I just want to see Manders get his hands. I want to see Manders get his hands on Cardona a little bit more. That was the one thing I was really hoping for this match. Yeah. But uh, good storytelling heading in, kind of teasing the SGC um, further along. And I I wonder how Cardona is going to play involved with Mance Warner. We thought about that and talked about it since Mm -hmm. SDL and Mance kind of went public of how Mance was going to fit in with that. And this was kind of the first time we see a little interaction as Cardona when they came out. We get to see Cardona and uh, or Mance and Steph kind of look at each other a little uh, 
lovingly, but also trying to stay it off, keep it off TV. It's kind of seemed like. <laughs> But There's no keeping it off TV. They did the whole after that. After forgot about that. After Atlanta, like after Atlanta, you're right. You're right. He's behind the the curtain on, on like all this stuff. Yeah, it, I it like that a, they do it. I like that they do it uh, publicly, even on Twitter and stuff. It kind of brings a little bit of like humanity to them. And I'm not gonna lie, my wife who follows all this shit loves to know who's fucking who in the wrestling <laughs> industry. I'm not lying. She's like, who's oh, dating who now? You must have loved uh, Battle Bowl with uh, with Manders and uh, and uh, Sawyer. Mm-hmm. There was like mm-hmm. oh yeah, that was a- there was like three or four bits they were doing back and forth between the two of them over the course of the weekend. I liked uh, it. Oh my gosh. It was Let's a solid match, though. It was just a good, like, trio-style match. It did exactly what it needed to do, which was it was entertaining. The people involved were great. Having Cardona insult my city was an honor. He right. said it was an F-tier city for fucking sucks. I loved that. <laughs> Laughed really hard at that. Um, it was great, and it did its job in that it furthered the storyline. Not too much to where I felt like, please, can we get to the next match? It did it. In exactly the great amount Jimmy of time. Jimmy being a stooge again. Yeah, no, it, it honestly, like, I'm not saying it was like a fucking A-tier, amazing, crazy blow-off match. It would it would build its purpose, and it did mm-hmm. it great. And the crowd was super loud. I'm watching it right now, just oh, seeing, yeah. like, the dark sheets, the pumps. I, that's one thing I wanted to bring up. Dark sheets uh, costume this night, or ring wear, was awesome, because it was, like, the gig, and off, after all the blood that she had the night before, I thought it was a pretty cool callback to that night. Yeah. I didn't even think about that till now. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. Was, that was like, the first the thing I noticed because I saw the blood. She had, yeah. the, she had the bloody legging, leggings on, right? So, do you think yep. that was on purpose, or did you think she just got popped during that spot? I think, I she, think she was going to bleed anyway, popped. probably. But yeah, but, you know, no, that that door spot definitely caused it. But I, I think she was going to bleed probably if she had that outfit ready with her. Yeah, I'm still a big fan of when I see blood. Like the match is amazing now. Like, I'm that sucker still. Yeah, when I see blood, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> it's a whole other level now, brother. <laughs> yeah. Just takes a little slice on the forehead, and now I think it's an ultra-violence thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Deathmatch Royalty do get the victory uh, over SG Cunt. And the next match, as we were kind of talking about earlier. Oh, one, more, Mini... one, more, one more thing. One more thing. Yep. I said this to I said this to Gabe during the show. I finally figured out what Steph DeLander's costume reminds me of. She reminds me if she was a 90s race girl for real big fish. Because <laughs> like, the checkers? Because the checkers. Checkers, and, yep. It's the it's the checkers. It's the colors. It's just like the high cut the high cut legs. It's just like she's like a race queen, like for like Fast and the Furious. So it was sponsored by Real Big Fish. I like that she goes with the throwback like singlet. Like it's it's very like eighties in a sense, but it's like it's done in a way to where it, it just looks badass. Like she pulls it off. Well, yeah, that's that's yeah. through with that Cardona like you know big rubber guys kind of style that he's been yeah he's been going on. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about Jimmy with his one leg, uh, Dude, half leg, that half shorts. So I don't know how I'm feeling about that, though. It's so funny. She, <laughs> the first time I saw that, I was like, to save him. yo, that actually is just a one legged pair of pants. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's so, like he, the Cardona's really good at thinking of shit that is so just awful. Like why? Like when he had the belt that had Velcro. Like I never would have thought that that when would he just had the world championship and piss me like off. Every every terrible thing with a WWE yeah. championship belt. Yeah, Cardona's really good at coming with thing, coming up with things that like are gonna piss you off 
for no reason, like a Velcro belt or like pants where only one leg comes out. Like it's, it's great. So you want to hear yeah. a little funny thing about Microman? I don't know if we got to this part or not. Um, his dad is uh Manito. I don't know if you guys know, but he's also a famous uh, little wrestler. And oh, nice. um, Microman is three foot three, 62 pounds. His dad is two foot seven, 99 pounds. So his dad is actually smaller than him by an additional, you know, six, wow. seven, eight pounds. Wow. Talk about it. Just that, that visual with Pero standing over him was just, that was <laughs> nothing beats that. He did so well though. Both did so well in that spot. So, no. uh, yeah, that is our next match. Microman versus mini Abismo uh, Negro. And we were kind of talking about that. I, I think as Frank said, like that first match was a match of the night up until this one. And this one took the crowd just went ballistic and it was oh. so cool seeing them lose all their shit. I thought about something really quick, very briefly. Uh, I forgot to bring up during the uh, Stackhouse and Doris, uh tag match. Uh, the building exploded when Doris lifted Sam, Sam Stackhouse. Oh, oh yeah. Yes. The, the, the pop the for that was part. deafening. Yep. I forgot about that. I love how he played into it too, like bouncing off the ropes and like it, oh, I think yeah. that just kept it kind of kept the pop going too. And like yeah, because we we knew it was coming. Like it, you could see that it was coming. You were just like, "Is it this time? Is it this time?" And then when he finally hit it and you saw the feet come off, you were like, oh, "Yeah, I yeah that, that was actually a good spot." That was great. But uh, yeah, just wanted to bring that up because we mentioned nope, uh, perfect the crowd popping and stuff for Microman. Uh, also, it looks like to, yes, your chair. Yes, that is an event chair. Um, it's a raw one. Uh, I have a buddy that collects chairs. Uh, oh, cool. <laughs> it's That's our cool. friend Casey. Uh, he collects chairs, and he gave me that one because I'm a painter. And uh, honestly, if, if I'm going to have to sit in something, those event chairs are actually really great at sitting yeah. in for like hours because that's what they're made for. So it's perfect. Uh, Bizzard asked if we Get can see it. You want to show it real quick? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, fuck yeah, man. Why not? This is Get the variety the hour. Let's have some fun. Get the tables. Yeah. I oh, didn't go to this 19. event, but our homie did. But it's from 2019. Oh, that's awesome. So, like, Adam Cole is on it. Wow. <laughs> Mox, yeah. 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 Wow. Uh, nice. But again, yeah, I didn't go to it. He just collects chairs. Um, and, like, the padding is, like, huge. So when I sit and I paint for hours, like, I honestly, my back doesn't hurt or anything. It's nice. kind of funny that that's... They're comfortable, yeah. I got, like, one from No Way Out years ago. I have a couple others. I have, like, a Superstars one. I think I have a SmackDown one. Um, he moved Bimo. in. Yeah, they were they Bimo. were distributed <laughs> among the uh, Deathmatch Cowboys. So That's but, awesome. Uh, that's... I'm lucky to have one. <laughs> uh, any goes. other thoughts on Microman and Abismo? Please come back. Please come yeah. back. Please I'm come trying to back. keep it short. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Ah. There we go. Yeah, we got our. Okay. Sorry. Had to get that dad joke in. I said I'm trying to keep it short. Oh, sorry. I missed yeah. it. It's <laughs> a dick joke, too, I guess. Oh, that's why I, I couldn't see it. Anyway, Cole ah. Roderick goes against Kerry Morton. Once again, as we we're talking about, nice territory match. And territory I enjoyed it. Kerry matches. Kerry's yep. been yep. killing it there. And if he's going to keep doing that, I wouldn't mind seeing him providing this different style and this different kind of uh, yeah. action that, to a GCW that show. The promo he cut was straight out of 1981. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Straight out of 1981. I love Kerry Morton, and I'm going to keep it brief. Um, you know, when you 
you're watching Cardona do something and he, you know that he's hooked in the crowd because he's they're fucking pissed at him. And he's mm-hmm. just you can tell that he's taking it and it's just fueling him. Kerry Morton does the same thing because that dude had everything thrown at him. I, there was a Nepo baby chant. Um, he has a butterfly on his pants and people were chanting butterfly, butterfly. And it just fed him the whole time. So it's like if we can have Kerry Morton as a heel all the time, it'd be great because he's mm-hmm. such a great asshole. Please propagate Nepo baby as a chant because that is such a smart chant. that does not get enough love. I was really happy I had a chance to talk to him on this show because I, I always wanted to so I could tell him I watched his dad since like 1986. Yeah. And I finally had a chance to be like, dude, I've watched your dad since 86. I'm really happy you're following the same thing. Mm-hmm. You're doing a great job. You're going to just keep going and you're just going to keep getting better, you know, and Southern. God bless you both. And he's like, God bless you, too. You know, and it. Yeah. He's so that's, so- that's Southern. So, yeah he's so good at that classic heel and like that classic territory heel. And I think that that's what I love most about him because again, people were saying like fucked up shit towards him during his match. And he just, (laughs) he took it all and just threw it back at them. Like when people were chanting the butterfly chant, he just like smacked his leg and just like, just kept going. Like it, it just completely you don't even get affected by it it just feeds his his heel and i i love that and you can only get that from those like southern trained heels so and he's getting more comfortable i think too in his heel character he oozes his dad's training you know yeah yep the morton gibson eaton training he has it through and through there's like a slight layer of modernism too like he's taken like that Mm -hmm. old school Mm -hmm. style and then he has like added just a bit of like modern flavor so that the crowd can like it and then he mixes it in but it's it's like a big chunk of that recipe is like that old style training um he can great pairing for radrick by the way yeah this was a good match for cole too i think very this was like a perfect stylistic matchup for him i like him when he's like storytelling like not going 100 miles an hour like he was going slow and working moves and holds like i liked it and he's playing a perfect like old school baby face yeah, Radrick has a big following here. As someone that goes to mm-hmm. like a lot of the local shows and stuff in Arizona, Arizona knows Radrick. That's why when he came out, immediately there were Ratty Daddy chants. And it, I I looked at him and he like when he was up on the turnbuckle, you could tell he was maybe slightly surprised that like even way out in fucking Arizona, people like immediately yeah. hit him with that. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, he's got a big loving <laughs> down here. So yeah, Kerry can take some shit. Also, he was a. Uh he was a male cheerleader. So I'm sure he's been given some shit before by a lot of people. Oh yeah. Oh, I bet. Especially down South. Yeah. (laughs) I'll tell you what, though, when you're driving home on the bus from the football game, which bus do you want to be on with the cheerleaders or with the other football players? Yeah. Not only that, but like I was homies with a, in college with a male cheerleader and you have to be ripped and very athletic to do that shit. Like they're just another level. It's another. And honestly, yeah. I think that might be the be- the best non wrestling sport to actually get ring ready. Would be like the gymnastics of cheerleading would actually oh, yeah. kind of translate over well to wrestling. Yeah, and like holding the wrestlers up in the air and shit. Yeah. Well, well I had heard I'm, that Jack Cartwheel has a history of um, gymnastics or something too. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know if it's true or not. I've just heard it. I could probably look it up real quick and see. Yeah, I forgot who it was. Someone hadn't mentioned that I, to me. I know. And I was like, I can kind of see it. I know he wrestled. I know he did football. 
You know who else uh, is looking here? <laughs> uh, gymnastics. Yeah, gymnastics, football, and uh, wrestling. Yeah, that makes sense. He's no surprise, it shows, you know. Yeah, yeah, and that's the, that's a crazy thing too. Is the, like Carrie Martin, um, Jack Hartwheel. Like you don't see them get like gassed mm-hmm. in the ring. It's just that's just how they are all the time. Yeah, there's there's Blake in chat too. You know who else was a male cheerleader? Oh. Blake. Blake was also mm. yeah quite a few there see Nikki Kenny Mike yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah there's actually way more uh, male cheerleaders in wrestling than most would think and uh, quite a few gymnastics because well at this day and age it's mandatory damn near and it's you know, keeps you from getting all fucked up <laughs> oh all right uh don't think we did the winner on that match Cole Radrick did beat Carrie Morton um yeah. I forgot what the ending was on that one, but probably some old school stuff. Uh, <laughs> probably some old school stuff. <laughs> like, like, that's like this probably some before, old school like, stuff. That's some old school shit. Ripped his Why pants. Why do I immediately just picture powder like, just like a roll up, just like a classic <laughs> exactly, roll up, or like a figure four for. pin, like a Ric Flair style oh, yeah. figure four pin, <laughs> passed out on the ground. <laughs> oh uh, my goodness. Oh, it was uh, uh, next. It was a. Uh, it was a. Uh, the, it was a roll up. It was Carrie was grabbing the ropes. Cole ripped him off the ropes. And oh, got that's up right. roll up. I was about to say, I think oh, it was like a yeah, replay of the night before. It was before, one of the really Carrie got caught this time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. All right. Next match, six man tag match as Los Pacisos teams up with Rina Yamashita. This, this time was going my match against. Of the night. Oh, yeah. This, this was, was my match of the night. Against yeah. Los Desperados, Ares Gringo, Latigo. Yeah, this was the the biggest match I was really looking forward to. And yeah, it was awesome. It was all over the place. The action was amazing. This was the one I like. I wanted to sneak front row with you guys just to be a part of it because this match I knew was, was going to go crazy. This yeah. match was illuminating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When and the lights are, came down, the fucking place went crazy. Those are oh two teams, God. too, that have big followings here. Just like. Out here, if you mention Macizos, people know who they are. If you are talking the deathmatch scene, I mean, everybody knows Rena now because she's the champ, but like everybody knew and loved Rena beforehand. And then Desperados, that I mean, it's we see on, them out in yeah. LA. Like it, it was, it was meant to be like a big match here and it absolutely delivered. So, yeah, uh, anytime Blake, I can get Los Macizos and Alrez and Gringo together, that's just four competitors I want to yeah. see no matter who they're wrestling against, especially Alrez yeah. as we're seeing now, nowadays for me. Yeah, John, you were mentioning like how does someone prepare to wrestle like Microman? I've said this, you can I, yeah. I've said this to Frank in AC. Like, how do you prepare to wrestle Arez? Because his style, like you're the doing, strange you're style shit, tape. like you're it's studying so, tape. Yeah. That's all you're doing. You're basically studying matches, trying to get it yep. together. And then when you get at the same venue, you two are just gonna have to spend 45 minutes rolling through it together. Yeah. And it, it comes no, out so sick because it's just so fluid on his end. Like no matter mm-hmm. how well prepared someone is, like even if they took like two hours to prepare for it and all that, like he hits that so smoothly that he always looks on top. Like he just outsmarted them. And it just, it makes that gimmick of strange style. Just it'll always, always there were last. So many good multi-man spots. Oh yeah. By far. There was so much coordination. There was, uh, you know, you had Rena's Rena's dick twist, triple dick twist. Um, yeah, <laughs> I was praying for that spot too. I was like, man, please just like drop down and like just bite him. And then he she did. I was like, oh my god. Do you know so what I'm trying funny. to teach her when I get to a show? Sometime, do you know how like when you're a kid, somebody goes, "I got your nose." 
yeah. and then does the little thumb thing. I was thinking oh. it'd been cool. She's like, I got your dick. And then she got the little <laughs> thumb thing. <laughs> I'm just waiting for it. I, I just, I want to teach it to her when I get a chance oh, no. next time I see her. It's great, isn't it? See what I mean? Oh. She does a double thing and then she pulls I never would have like, thought of that. Gotcha, Dave. I say this, I say this a lot. <laughs> it's something that I say a lot to people that I, I hang out with at wrestling shows. It's like wrestling is awesome and great and I love it, but it's stupid and I fucking hate it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and and the triple dick slot kind of totally sums up everything that I mean in that sentence. Because oh, yeah. I talk for it, but it's just fucking dumb. <laughs> Yeah, like we all laugh, but we know that's why some straights don't watch it with us. You know what I mean? We're like, okay, we, like we laugh at the dildo spot, but then we realize why some people don't laugh at it, kind of thing. It's like that's independent wrestling for you, baby. That, I'm I'm just so glad that uh, Desperados went against Los Macisos, and that it was all over yeah, the place. It I was the energy more, that night was back up. I need more Desperados just in general. I think that's such a good tag team. Um, they popped up, I think, on two previous shows, and I've just been loving every birds. minute of it. Let, me, let them free birds against uh, Violence is Forever and take the belts. Oh, my goodness. That Ooh. would be good. That I'm would not be against Ooh. it. I'm also wondering if the members of Los Desperados are going to be plug and play. Like every now and then we get Latigo, and then sometimes it's going to be somebody else right, instead right. stepping in for it. I think it's this threesome has been kind of locked in for a minute. It's going to, yeah, it's, this is going to be the future, I think, for the next six months or so. But let them free birds the belt for a couple shows. Not against yeah. it. Not against Violence it. Violence Forever has been doing great. I, I want them to have a nice, well-deserved run because I'm just such a big VIF fan, period. But I think I it's overdue, totally... too. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So that's why I like, let, let them hold that belt for the time that they should have probably been holding it beforehand. I mean, I didn't expect them to beat Macizos in the first place. Like, I remember sitting like this watching it, and then I heard the three, and I went, what? <laughs> like, they yeah. actually dropped yeah. it? Yeah. So. That was the start of their fourth title reign, too. And I mean, it was extremely short, which is unheard of for Los Macisos and for GCW. No. Yeah, you don't see yeah. you don't see transitional champions in GCW. No WCW yeah. booking here. Right. Yeah. Uh, Los Macisos do end up picking up the victory. But yeah, I think for me that overall, that was my match of the night. That was awesome. And yeah, I couldn't have asked for anything better other than Arez just like just I want to see CR Res like dripped in gold now too. I, I, him and Gringo would be an awesome tag team, I think. Well deserved. Uh, like honestly, like I, I would love to see Res have some form of gold, especially because he's at so many GCW events, and I, I feel like just, I've, he just always delivers. Yep. After seeing him have that match with Drew Parker and having Glass, like I wouldn't mind. Like I think he would kind of surprise a lot of people, not in a TOS setting, but just in as a one match kind of. Hey, he like does. you don't really see me in death match, but here what I can do, and I think it would be mind blowing. I think doesn't he do the... Zona? Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna uh, say like. Yeah, I think he. I don't know if he was I, on his last one or not, but. No, but he's done it in the past. He's yeah, done yeah, death in the past. Yeah. He, they, I think that would be a nice little wrinkle to the deathmatch he scene. Just, he, he works. He can work every crowd because I've seen him at that small ass Vegas FSW event, like <laughs> cramped in the corner selling his shirts. You know, he's yeah, the 50, really, 50 seat venue. Yeah, really chill dude. And then I've seen him in LA or uh, AC. I've seen him actually in both, but uh, I've seen him in as venues as big as like even the terminal, uh, packed for homecoming. Yeah. He was there. He and he knows how to work that crowd. So. I would love to see him have something, even if it is a tag team run. Even like an extreme title, just 
do some extreme kind of matches with it. That'd be he'd have some different. I, I want to know different kind of matches fate of that title. <laughs> I don't know where it sits. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Joby has it now. Like that was like the extreme. The last title, I heard, the extreme title is in such a identity crisis right now. Yeah, I think it's going to get swallowed. I think it's going to go away. I think the unification's coming. I so my idea, my idea is I think the extreme title. It needs to go away only because one thing, I think that the JCW belt serves that like card that that belt that IC title spot. The, yeah, the, I I don't want to say IC, but yeah, the IC title. And mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. that the naming of the extreme title, like people might think that that's a deathmatch title, even though we all know it isn't. Like, it's like you said, it has an identity crisis. It's the extreme title. It's been defended in deathmatch, but more often than not, it hasn't. But then, like it's, JCW's it, it belts doubles. over here, and like the belt in my head is canon, such a '90s design. Yeah, in my that's terrible. In, in my head canon, the JCW belt is like above <laughs> in terms of like where the extreme title sits, just because that's how it's been booked so far. It doubles so. the UV also, so it's kind of redundant to have two belts yep. that kind of mean yeah. the same thing. It's like, well, I like tacos. Well, I also don't like tacos with beans. Like, yeah, yeah, like what, what? Just what the Bizzard yeah. said. I would assume the extreme title would be a deathmatch title. I that's kind of what I yes. was saying, and it's like, yes, but we have we an ultra know that it title. Is, <laughs> we know that the ultraviolet is that title, but from yeah. the outside, if someone is like, I wonder what the champs are, you know, because I do that. Like, someone's make like, it hey, scramble belt, just get it over with, rip the bandit off, make it the scramble. Belt. I've tried that's to say was. that so many times. Here's the argument. Brett says that he doesn't want to pigeonhole any wrestler into being a scrambled title holder. However, my argument is that's a booking problem. And if you do it right, you don't have that issue. If Gringo shows up at every show, let him carry it for a while. There's another company that if you win three scrambles in a row, you get a heavyweight championship title shot. That'd be tight. So, so since we know that there's going to be right around the same 25 people at every show, well, then throw some people. And if you win a scramble for a night, take the fucking win. And then the next time, if he's not there, the title's vacated onto the next winner. Have fun you know, with it. Like a 24 second title, damn near. I was going to say, like, using this as an example, I know it's a GCW podcast, but like using this, no one gave a shit about the 24 7 title. People hated it no, until no. R Truth made it his belt and yeah. made it entertaining you mm-hmm. can take gimmick belts like that and make them entertaining because to me like if we had a scramble belt i understand the sentiment of like not wanting to pigeonhole anyone i completely mm-hmm. agree like you, you don't want to pigeonhole someone into that but if you treat it as like yo dude gringo's like one of the last three scrambles like i wonder how many he can get you know five scrambles six scrambles yep. or something like yep. that that'd be cool but at the same time i also understand like not wanting to book someone and go hey you're the scramble title holder. So that means that you're only going to do scrambles because yeah. And the, two and reasons, like, two I mean, reasons. Number one, you're not putting in a full man's effort a time. And number two is a champion. You're getting a little extra bump in money. So it's also kind of weird. And like, that's yeah. a good, to be fair, that's, I would be cool matter. with it from the outside looking in as a yes. fan, as yeah. a fan, I would be stoked to have the extreme title turn into like a scramble title because you can also mix in people that otherwise wouldn't be on a show, you know, like and I've give seen... them a win for a night. Imagine yeah. taking an ECW original for one night and giving him a fucking win just to have one Sandman. night, man. I know. Sandman. No. Hey, Hey, what's wrong with that? What's wrong no, with the Sandman coming in one night, swinging the yeah. cane, fucking cracking beers. Everybody yeah. cheers him for one last night. It, it, no, that's... I'm laughing because the idea yeah. of that's fucking awesome. Yeah. And then <laughs> if you have it, like if you do have the scramble belt, 
And you have someone say, you know, have them stick with adult for six, seven, eight, ten shows. That's a great holding holding pattern for someone who's not in a major storyline at the moment to still be visible in what, you, what is essentially the vanilla ice cream of of a story. Now, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. And then, you know, I'll shut up. Uh, the answer is in, purple in, in or this, alligator. In this Sorry. hypothetical situation where there is a scramble title, think back to the Attitude Era. Is it heavyweight? intercontinental and then the scramble title is the european where it's like the third the third mid card belt or the second mid card belt i should say that's technically that's a lower that circles that's a booking issue issue. yeah Yeah. i would consider it independent of its own okay i'm not asking because i'm not pro or against one way i'm just curious what you guys are thinking because to me it would be independent yeah you're saying where you would rank it yeah you've got crash i mean crash uh crash holly hardcore is if you yeah. book it badly. Because to me, I think having that European title where it's like huh. it's the C belt, like that never really goes anywhere and you you get the pigeonholing. But I think if you were to do scramble, and again, what am I? I'm just a fucking mark that watches wrestling and has never worked yeah, a day yeah. in the industry. Me too. Um for the scramble belt, I think that'd be cool because like you said, you could get mix-ins randomly. Oh, that's what makes it fun. It's like a, a small, you know, clusterfuck. Yeah. But I'll surprise you here. I might be switching my answer for the first time ever on this. Well, let's hear it. I was listening to like those the the GCW podcast, the, the whole drive to Phoenix. Like I caught up on all the like four or five I've been behind on. Yeah, the official and he one? actually, yeah, the official one. Okay. And he made a statement of like, hey, the scramble matches are really just four showcases. Like if you go back and look at all of these scrambles, like probably like last year, look at all the scrambles, maybe like five you could count on your hand were all-star scrambles with some big-ass fucking names in it. Other than that, it's mostly like the local guys or as you guys said, the, we got nothing for you, but hey, you're here. You Let's get you on TV. Yeah. Bust yeah, your ass. Like, we want to keep your name going. Like Let's throw you in there. And like That was a better answer than the pigeonholing, though. I think the pigeonholing yes. answer is such a fucking cheap, easy answer. It's like – then why is Jordan tag team champion and a single champion at the same time? You didn't pigeonhole him because you didn't want to. You don't have to pigeonhole your scramble champion well, if you don't yeah. want to. Like that's what for me. Say, like that was it's annoying as an answer. So now that we have this answer, like it makes a little bit more sense, and I'm fine and I get it. But I ultimately always go back to like how fun the run-ins or all these different kind of stylists to match yeah. all these scrambles like, and the importance of it, titles. The other way you can do it is you can make it that. Make it that never open weight belt. Yeah, yeah. make it exciting. I like 24-7 title. Could you imagine, like, okay, I was talking to be about this, the creativity. Joey's at a fucking bar. Someone comes up to him and just pins him. How about you're sharing a fucking hotel room with somebody and he's the 24-7 now you're just title? Descri- now you're just describing Chuck Taylor's Chikara belt run. Yeah, heavyweight, yeah like, you could just go over, put your, put your arm that. over him while he's sleeping. You have a referee count three, and boom, you got a new 20. Like, the GCW regular slash roster is so creative that the 24-7 belt could be passed around two, three times a week, and it would just be hilarious. I Possible. I like the idea of like a scramble belt, like honestly. Um, and I, I agree you have to make it independent, but I, I think back to like my favorite run of scrambles was when AJ Gray was the extreme champion because that dude was on like every show in a scramble. But just like and it wasn't just scrambles, though. He had like he defended against ACH yeah. in a just a straight ring. I think it was a pure, I think it was a ring of honor pure rules match and like totally different stylistic matchup. Yeah. And he went through scrambles, extreme matches. 
yeah. the great one on ones. He had like AJ. I love that answer because AJ had a, so many different style matches. I think that's what the extreme title. I love AJ. Used I to still be, do. you could defend it in any different type of match, and you never know what it's going to be. And I loved that feeling of with that extreme title, and like even Cole had it too, defending yeah. it and all those scramble Dude. matches and stuff. I- you can ask rank i just brought this up one of the sleeper death matches that no one ever brings up when it comes to like actual fucking heat was the sanctified extreme title defense between cole radrick and colby carino that death match is fucking amazing and no mm. one has watched it yes it's, i think i heard of it but B, we need it. to See? talk about that one sometime that's a killer fucking match have you seen it john yeah. oh yes i will tell you this right now i felt like match, that helped made cole that match it helped, helped make, make him. Cole. That match for me, I had known Colby Carino. That match made me a Colby Carino, like, and I'm gonna say it like super fan. I hmm. fucking hmm. love him. No. One of the coolest spots in that. I gotta, I gotta, is, I gotta cut it after you guys are done on this one. Yeah, he he comes up, he sets up a tube, he does, he does like I don't even know like what it was, like a 360, maybe it was like a fucking 450 or something standing, misses hits it again and then breaks the tube and then just keeps going like that whole time colby isn't even like slightly hindered by glass or anything and it's so much of that quick fast high-paced hybrid style he has that at some points you feel like cole is like trying to keep up with him just because of how much energy colby has during that whole time such a good one i love that one and Everyone should go watch it. It's on Sanctified. Yeah, I, I, I heard of it. I just haven't seen it yet. I do want to check it Sorry, out. Sorry, no. The it, match, it, that, that, that bad. The match that made Cole, and I'll say this until the day I die, was when he was the replacement for Atticus Coder. Or invite. Oh, invite? Or invite. Mm-hmm. That, that was absolutely, yeah. That was the match. That mm-hmm. was, if, so I've tried to explain this to people who, who may or may not get it. You know uh, how all the major league sports have that silhouetted that silhouetted logo of somebody like swinging uh-huh. a bat or with the basketball. If you ask for a silhouetted red, white, and blue logo of deathmatch wrestling, it's a silhouette of Cole Ryder standing there carving his own chest with a broken yep. light tube. Yep. Yep. Absolutely that is, agree. That is the absolute pinnacle of what deathmatch is. It's just some guy with the Japanese fighting spirit just going at it at his own fucking chest. That's, that's and I think the crowd too was a giant part of it too. Like obviously, they, the crowd getting that big behind him. Was, well, that was that was like, he pulled it out of you guys. For that sure. was the mm-hmm. peak carousel room right there. That was yep. Because yeah. we started calling for the for TOS as soon as that match finished. We were calling yeah, TOS. Yes, from TOS. TOS mm-hmm. Wow, what a yeah, time! That was a good match. What a time! <laughs> right? Damn, it's almost two years ago. <clears throat> yeah, oh. it's been a while. All right, uh, let's go to the next match. Brittany Brooks going against Jamie Senegal. I had n- Good for never seen either of these two wrestle. Really? Oh, no. Well, you know what, Jamie, I've seen Brittany's Southwest for sure. YouTube, yeah. Brittany's yeah. totally Southwest. Yeah, Brittany's a, Brittany's a local. Jamie, always a pleasure to watch. Um, she hits up, I think, even C6 and a couple other promos out here. Um, but she's... She's been in Arizona a number of times for our promos out here. She's wrestled for, I want to say, a Party Hard. I know she's wrestled Wrestle Drag, and I think she's been in Hood Slam as well. But regular face. Wow. For us, we get Jamie Senegal a lot, and we get uh, Brittany Brooks a lot. So to see both of them be able to get onto a GCW card was an Arizona treat. But overall, fan. It was a good match. 
Yeah, with uh, Brittany, she we see her up in Las Vegas quite a bit, too, at the local shows. My take on her is that she's got enough that if she continues the same way for the next three to five years, between that and the fact that she has a fantastic look, she's going to go far. Yeah, we were wondering who was going to, you know, not... You know, some most pay-per-view or most events, I should say, for GCW, you'll see at least one local person like come up in Mm -hmm. an event. We were wondering who it was going to be. And I really, really, really want to see. We have um, a local girl down here called Bryn Thorne, and she sometimes makes it up to to Grab House. I'm a big fan of Bryn. Same. Same. I would love to see something like Masha versus Bryn or Bryn versus any other wrestler on the GCW roster because her attitude, it would work so well with the gcw crowd um but we got britney brooks still a huge w um i love both of them equally um but uh yeah it was great uh yeah, nice little showcase for everybody that's not she on got a nice coast. pop too from uh from the az crowd too they just said being local and yeah. i know she was having like some rough times too i think uh just post on twitter about some she was going through some stuff so it was kind of nice at this time to kind of give her the big match like this i think this was probably one of the bigger promotions she's wrestled for um yeah and it was kind of nice seeing her get that match at that time too and she delivered and jamie delivered as well i like i like this match it was fun yep just great all-around solid match like it nothing against them but like there's not much to be said other than it was just a banger match showcase of local female talent yep big thumbs up yes all right blake here we go we're back stalking you if you're still in here (laughs) next matchup blake christian defending the belts against jack cartwheel i was happy jack cartwheel got smashed i I know he wrestles quite often out in uh the Phoenix, Arizona area. And I was uh, glad he got the title match against Jack. And I know we kind of talk about the local people going, but Jack's, I don't consider him one of the locals. He's a GCW person. And he, uh, I was glad to see him get this match. Cause I've talked to you, John, about how the crowd reacted to him at ring of honor. Like they had no mm-hmm. idea who Jack, Jack Carter is. Who's this Jack Carter guy and have yeah. him like they were talking about him and he's just been tearing it up and seeing the growth and the confidence that he's been showing as of late. And obviously the work that he's been doing with gringo loco and all the, um, workout in Mexico he's been doing. Jack is in another like another stratosphere in his in his career i think and i think he's just keep on going up and up and this was a perfect i think another breakout match i think we we saw more of him now ring of honor too locally and i think we're gonna see start keep on seeing him all over uh t- television that's awesome to see he's almost like very subtly reinvented himself over the last year yeah um from like little he's got new new photos for like his booking photos his music it's, i want to say his music is the different. music Yep. Yeah, the he's like he comes out part. and it's hype. Like he used to come out and it'd be like awesome. Like he would do the cartwheels and stuff. But like now he's taken that and he's like, look, you know, I'm going to come out. I'm going to be the cartwheel guy and all that. But like, let me show you. I don't want to say edgy because it's such a terrible word, but it's like it's almost like a different side of him that like he's bringing. It's almost like a like like he's he's cut like him booked for this match against Blake made sense, I guess is what I'm saying. He's not just the guy that comes out and does cartwheels and does Lucha. Like it, it felt great. And I, I like that he's starting to get more exposure on things like ring of honor and this new look for him. And this kind of new approach is, is going great. I think the big, the big one, the big, like, you know, Oh, he's made a change was he doesn't wear the tassels anymore. He used to have the, uh, he used to have the peck tassels. Yep. Yep, the under, the under. I didn't, oh, I didn't notice he stopped the, wearing the, it. I thought it was. I didn't notice that either. <laughs> the yeah. ultimate warrior tassels. Yeah. Yeah. That's really? AEW oh, slash ROH on. is what changed him. 
uh, because okay. that's when the hair went yeah. went blonde and he started working out more. Yeah, um, he's cut I, now. This will be his last year yeah. in Independence, I think. I think when he came back from like the football season, he kind of just decided to go full on to wrestling and not do the half and half anymore. Like he came in so big because of football, but now he's cutting it out and like getting leaner and more like defined in his body. And I think that's helping him with all his like explosiveness too. And like we can see it in his his ring work how like i think he's just showing a different level than what we've seen normally of him the last like year or two in this match he stepped it up and delivered a great match against blake oh yeah and such a good good pairing for both of them you know they can oh, both yeah. do the high flying shit uh jack has obviously a bigger um reach into the world of lucha because he does wrestle for a triple a um he does wrestle a lot of lucha stuff out, out here in the southwest um but also just like blake can hang with him Blake can adapt with anybody and anybody. I like, yep. Yeah. And this was a, if, if, if this, if anything can convince someone to be a Blake fan, you know, like gimmick aside from him being like the heel champ, just like as a wrestler, this pairing worked because you can see how he adapted to Jack style and not only elevated himself, but elevated Jack. And because of that, they just put on a banger match and yeah. it even got a little bit of hardcore for both of them, which was cool. Nano's totally like different too, like uh, with the cartwheel spot. I love that cartwheel spot that they do, and like that's something that Blake or not Blake, uh, Jack starting to do. But Blake, as you said, was a perfect opponent. Just matched up everything that yeah. Jack could do. Blake was right there with them. It was awesome. Yep. It's like I yeah. said, I love him, but goddamn his his healness. I just fucking hate him at the same time. <laughs> too. That's a good thing though. That, that oh yeah, he's, he sold you. That's a that's a beautiful. Oh yeah, he's pissed yeah. me off since K to survival. Listen to you. That's a, yeah. He's uh. Let's see here. He's passing 250 days as a champion, I think, tomorrow. Good. Uh, today, check, today checking, checking now. Checking now. Yeah, I think it's today's 250 or tomorrow's 250. I can't wait to uh, inevitably discuss who he's going to drop to at some point. Today is 250. <laughs> today's 250? Yeah. Um, ooh, well, listen to this, Blake. We already got you cutting down, huh? Um, uh, question for you, Blake, if you're still in here. Was it high school or collegiate that you went to for uh, cheerleading? Because I'm just kind of curious now on what, maybe what school it was. Also curious. Um, the, other, the other big thing is Rena is 545 days with the UV belt. Cool. Keep it going. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. <laughs> kind of interesting. <laughs> I, I'm, Keep I'm it going. two ways. We're, it's, we're, we're different here on that one. We think a little opposite. <laughs> Yeah, uh, for me, for me, I just want to see more title defenses up uh, Bethel, Bethel University. I'm trying to think of where the frick that was at. Huh? I was at Kent State University, so I'm thinking you're somewhere in the Midwest area. Now I'm starting to look it up. You guys can so, ignore me for a minute. I'm just yeah. Trying to look I'm about to say with that Christian school, with the no, arena of Gabe. Who do you think she would he would she would drop it to though? Oh, dude. Or you just don't see it happen anytime soon. I, I think I it would know. have to be I think it would have to drop as part of a defend it through tournament of survival. There's only one person I'd be okay yeah. with it. And mm-hmm. I I haze me if you want. I think if she dropped it to Jimmy, it'd be fine. And it's because I feel I'm, like I'm all for it. I, I feel like in AC, I feel like I have seen Jimmy go through it has to be an AC. It has to be AC. It has to I've be, seen yeah. Jimmy go through hell. And I want to see him have gold because I think he's earned it. I've seen some amazing well, that's death the logical, work. That's the logical conclusion of, of the Bruce. They're, and, and they post a lot of stuff together. They're, they're friends. They like travel together. They're buddies and stuff. And I feel like 
if anyone is going to take it from her, I would like it to be someone that she's like buddies with, you know, IRL outside. Um, and I feel like both of them are talented enough to where they could deliver. But like, I am just such a big fan of Rena and her work. Like, that I, I wanted to keep going, <laughs> but I know I, at some I, I point it has mind to end. it. I just want some different like challengers. I don't know. It just feels like it feels like the there's not enough challengers to kind of make it feel like she needs to keep yeah. on going. I kind of she's just gone through almost like some, everybody at this point. Yeah, we need to we yeah. need to enforce some deathmatch talent. We really do. We need to kind of maybe start to pick apart the American talent. We have people like Cruel. We have people like Lindsay Snow that needs to come in and get well. A nice crack well, we it. all said you know like Hell Freeze over before Cruel. We'll, 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 cross lines but like uh, the, the, hell's, the, hell's been falling out hell's, hell's, been falling out. Uh, 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 hell's hell, been freezing a little bit hell, hell's gonna get a little uh, casey's coming in colder that against, that was the one name two. i kind of brought up against, don't don't, be okay discount, with it? don't discount cruel don't discount cruel coming to gcw i think that'd it's be possible. a good reshot i think if they we'll, reshot, we'll come, back, we'll come back to this in yes. a couple months, guys. Okay. Don't, yes. don't discount it. Whenever you I talk this, believe... bring me because I. Yes. You can ask Frank. Him and I have like we we've had many smoke filled sessions talking about <laughs> fantasy booking, fantasy booking GCW for like a year. But I will say this: Casey would be a good one only because Casey has held Deathmatch Gold before, and it yes. wouldn't yeah. be weird or like. Really? She dropped to that, that person? That match with Rena Rena was awesome. They yeah. love that match her with Rena was brutal. She's got a good look, brutal. too. And yep. then you have you have her boy in the back, too. Like, Kirk isn't going to be a fuck around, either. You get one, you're oh, going to get Brandon. two. I, I yeah. love Brandon. I would love to see more Brandon in GCW, but he's great talent. They're both well, very talented. And the Kirks as a tag team, big fan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Same well, since we're on Blake, then who do you think, yeah. when or who and where do you think Blake is going to possibly lose it? Fuck, oh, I don't know. Oh, well, geez, Manser hold on, has, hold on. Manser he has, has to money in the bank, right? What about yeah. what about Janella? Because we do know Janella's on the horizon. If there's anybody that has a viable, who's also a GCW regular, <laughs> Janella. I you I know think, honestly, I, honestly like, think it's going to be Manser. <laughs> Blake. I no think I love you, brother. Never. Dude, like I'm not even saying this because like it may or may not be him in the chat, but like honestly, like I it's... like Blake's run because mm-hmm. like that healness, like when that shit happened at Cage's Survival, I was furious. Oh, I was literally nuclear. fucking livid. We wa- we were wa- I was watching at John's house and I was like, oh my mm-hmm. god, they fucking did it. I cannot yeah, believe they just it, did it. Oh yeah, it. we it was... were on shock on the couch, like what the and fuck? And like the fucking day after, I'm fuming over it because I love Rena. And I love <laughs> it worked. It fucking worked. Like literally, hook <laughs> deep in my mouth, like pulling. It was so me. perfect. Yeah. In the I first was... fucking photo I took, and I just want to say I love it because it's it's peak fucking heel shit to get under my skin mm-hmm. the first fucking picture i see with the gcw belt is him doing the that and yep, i'm just like oh yep. fuck off like fuck off <laughs> like, beautiful. it's beautiful so beautiful. good so like hiding him is, as a cameraman I am, was so I that am, was so yep that was yep, sick i agree yeah. with frank that was so smart and I'm i was told such by, i was told my friends who work the uh who work the production side that yeah. they, they actually did he was the one shot he was the one that was filming, like when they played yeah. the music. He yeah. was like, uh, "It's yeah. him, it's him," and they're like, "No, like that." I wish they would have caught that a so, little bit on camera of him being that person. So I am a big fan of heel champs, but here's the thing: if you're gonna be a heel champ, don't be a fucking like half ass on it. You need to literally piss me the fuck off, and that's what he does every time. 
Okay, because so I like, was getting ready to like say, I what said, is he missing? But I saw him in the parking lot, and I was like, dude, I fucking love you, and I also fucking hate you at the same time, but in a good way. Like, <laughs> well, it's, 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 like, it's good. I don't want it to end, because I, I enjoy the little, like, the little shit aspect of it. Like, the, mm-hmm. you know, always chicken squirreling away out of, huh? Chicken shit heel. Yeah, the chicken shit heel. It, it's done yeah. great. So, like, let it, honestly, if, like, we don't see it change for a little bit, I'm cool with it. If we see it drop to, like, someone said Mancer, because he's going on his heel run, cool. I'm cool with either, but like whatever it is, it's fucking working. It, I do like the regulars me. coming back in to kind of go for the challenge now at this point, because yeah. I mean, if we're going to see Buzzsaw, Buzzsaw McJackson out of, you know, Alabama challenging for the title, we kind of know how that's going to go. But yeah, yeah, it's nice to see some in-house go at it because there's added layers of emotion there, years of being together. So I do like that I think- a lot. I think the starter show is like heel character a little bit more too on that Ring of Honor. I just watched like I think it was the Thursday, last Thursday's Ring of Honor show. Like he had a fatal four way and like was a little Blake. bit heelish with Jack Hartwheel. Yeah. I like heel Blake. Yeah. Like Honestly. I just wish I wish we would get that in the AW or like there's the some Ring of Honor. I think that, that would I, be I pref- better. Yeah. Like don't get me wrong. I love like when he was face. Like baby face Blake is also great, but like I I like heel Blake more. Heel Blake's better. I think we that there are just some wrestlers that just really lean into it. Like someone, uh, I think it was Frank that mentioned Kerry Morton was baby face on a one day and then heel the like yeah, he did. We will kill you on side style. That was heel. because he was going against Jimmy. I was about yeah, to say, wasn't it like the first GCW show? Right, like the he was first GCW the next show Kerry Morton was at. He was he was. Very well, very much welcomed as a face, but then for some reason, we just started, you know, just heel, just hating him like a heel because he was going up against, uh, you know, AC's boy Jimmy Lloyd, and for some reason he just ran with it and has not yeah. stopped running since, uh, you know, uh, a year and a half later or something like that. Good for yeah. him. But there's oh, a anyway. there's just something about like about how Blake has been able to take his oh, lights turning off. Um, the how the uh, yeah, it's just timer. Um, something about how he's been able to carry himself as a heel that I've just enjoyed. Um, so like, like I was saying, I, I just, I, if you're going to piss me off as a heel, like do it, give me 110% and he delivers on that. So, and I think it's going to get better with now he's going to be hiding behind Mercer. I could just see him Mercer, do the old Sean yeah. Michaels, the diesel, like just jumping up over his shoulder. Like great pairing. You can't, by do, the way. Shit. You can't do shit. Yeah. Fantastic. I love that. I, I love that pairing. And also I'm, I'm just happy that Shane Mercer is like involved in a story it, because a very yep. talented guy. Had a very, very brief chit chat with him when I was buying merch from him from uh, in August and just humble dude, very appreciative of, you know, me wanting to talk to him and tell him like, hey, dude, I love you both in Lucha and like when you do scrambles, but also like you're one of my favorite people to see death and just very appreciative. So to see someone with that much talent be paired with Blake in kind of going in this route, like I, I'm a fan of it. So I think before Blake even became champion, I said I would love to see them two as a tag team because I love just like the big oh, yeah. muscle guy and like the speed high flyer. I just love those two. Oh, yeah. Like, just the, those two as a combination. And those two, as creative as they are, moveset wise, would even be able to do some real fun stuff together. Mercer with the power and Blake with everything he does in the ring. I, it'd be a fun tag team to watch. Gabe is casually just living in 2050. Nah, dude, they're like $5 <laughs> I'll light do bulbs. I'll do the same. I got yeah, I think I'm the same. Yeah, that's <laughs> they're like $5 light bulbs. <laughs> He's like, hold on, guys. Right, yeah. <laughs> I'm just like it's got the home computer initiate lights. <laughs> nah, dude, it's literally just a cheap app. Okay, but, uh, so hold on. who would hey, who would turn the lights off? Oh no, shit, does he? <laughs> oh <laughs> my god, yeah, he's, he's more fancy than me. My shit ain't voice controlled. Okay, so so who would possibly 
Blake drop to? I would say Janela is a viable possibility. Effie is a possibility just because I see the fans are ready for it, but I don't know if that's going to... Me and Frank uh, cooked up a scenario. Okay. On my couch. If if I may, Frank, I don't know if you remember uh, go, this. Go because I don't remember this scenario. <laughs> it was a good time on the couch. It makes sense why you wouldn't remember it? it. Okay, so uh, hear me out. So Manser takes the belt off of off of Blake after an indiscriminate amount of time. The blood between Effie and Manser grows and grows and grows. You burn it out. Eventually, Effie takes it off of Manser, and then it returns to a baby face. And then that's how you finish that small storyline. Is what it was. Hmm. hmm. It's a My long fucking is... book, but. How we're going to get, I don't know. Like, I think there needs to be someone in between Manser and Blake. You have to have that face flip. The face, exactly. People have ran, like, heel, heel. It doesn't happen often, but sometimes it can work. Uh, I don't Manser think with those Blake two, would be man. fire. Like, honestly, Manser, I think it would be fire. Oh, the match, I want to see that match, this, yeah. Like, like, but the crowd would if, be so split. If we're talking I mean, about all know. this traditionalism, like John was talking about, about not doing the scramble belt due to trans, you know, traditionalism and not like pigeonholing people. You gotta have a face transitional champion. Correct. I think Jordan would have been traditionally. A good one if, like, you maybe he's why is he yeah, out here? Like, maybe he wins the J Cup again, gets the title shot the next night. Oh my it, god! Mance comes and fucks it over. If he hits now, the, if he gets the J Cup, we got a world champion and a J Cup champion. Could you imagine the heel work from there? Oh my god. Oh God, the ego would just be beautiful. Like Mansa, they, they, he was the first challenger for the Jacob. Mm. Mm. There's, a, Either, there's a lot of shit that could happen. There's so much go, beautiful Raleigh. stuff that can work here. I, <laughs> do, I want things to change, but I don't want things to change because I'm yeah. enjoying what we have. Yeah, that's that's honestly how I am with all the championships right now. Like, I'm a fan of violences forever. I'm cool with them. Let him ride it out. I'm cool with Blake being a chicken shit heel. Love it. Let him ride it out. Let him become a bigger dick. And like, let's see like the, the meaner side of Blake. Let's see how much of a heel he can be. And then I love Rena being ultra violent. Like the title picture right now is just, it's good. And like, I know it needs to change, but to be honest, I'm kind of like, I don't want it to change. I kind of just want to sit like this and just live in the now for a while. I, yeah. I have to sit down and really think how to tether this one together because there are a lot of moving parts right now. I like seeing at least three challengers for a belt at any time. And the reason why is because on any given night, there's a match, there's a match, and there's a match. And if there are a lot more moving meet, parts now than there have been in, in recent history. Yes. And, and I love the moving parts because it's the regulars. It's that's the people we grew to love GCW with. Because there was it's a them. period of time where, GC, where GCW was just kind of blown off as like, oh, hey, look, it's bar wrestling, and here's the 12 people that they have tonight. You'll watch yeah. 10 matches and not remember any of them. Yeah. That yeah, happens a, while, a lot, yes. too. I, I just if we're gonna do one thing and we're gonna take the belt off of Blake, like at some point, I, I honestly want it to be a like you said, a good end cap. I don't want it to just be like oh it ended. And it, I don't want to leave oh, it no, him no, no, empty handed. Yeah. Yeah. I wanna hopefully it leads to him doing something else and not like as you said, just okay, now Blake lost the yeah. belt. Now what? Like how Masha did, like she lost the belt. Now they're kind of she's just great. No, Masha like, lost doing the fun the belt matches. in spectacular fashion. Yes, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she I lost agree. a good match, but I mean, like, she just had nothing after that, is what I'm saying. I guess, like, Do you yeah. get Masha like, to take it back, the vengeance from Cage's survival. That's what I was thinking. Maybe it could have gone. I think that moment's passed, though. Yeah, yeah I think so, too. I think it should have been a little bit sooner. 
Uh, also though. in chat there says that Blake will cheer for anyone. Who, you know, okay. And then I think if they build up Casey Kirk, she'd be a great option to carry the new. I agree. Table. I think honestly, the two options, if we're talking deathmatch, and I consume way too much deathmatch. Um, in my opinion, either Jimmy, because he honestly deserves gold. Get let him have a UV run because he's been in deathmatch for years with GCW. And then let Cardona take it off. Just for the, the, even if just for the fans. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck you and the horse you rode in on. <laughs> he still has heat on Cardona. Or and then um or Casey Kirk. And that's only because <laughs> I feel like if you're gonna have someone take it off of Reina because of how long that run needs to be, it needs to be someone that if we're doing like, you know, the Kfa power rankings and stuff, Casey's had a belt with um uh, NHB. She's had a yep. run. She's wrestled some tough and motherfuckers. She would be an interesting angle to come in on as champion, as like a quick yep. champion. So, like, if yep. if you want to start building that up, you know, go and she it. got the pop after like I think she, out of all the arena's defenses, like that was the loudest pop of uh, what her yeah. defense. That was like, there's an argument for Sawyer too. Casey. Sawyer, yeah, too. I'd I think there's an argument for Sawyer too. we haven't even been thinking about Sawyer. That's another one. Yeah, Christ. There's a lot of options. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. That's what's but, fun though. That's when there is so many options. You just never know where they're going to go, and you just never know what to expect. Like, but I, think I, that's what's I agree with talking. Raleigh's statement. I feel like if you have Blake versus Manser, I feel like Manser would Mance go into that match face. as a face, even if he is a heel. You know why? I feel like the crowd would turn on Stone onto. Cold vibes. The yeah, more bad yeah. he gets, the cooler he looks, and then he gets on there. Oh hell yeah, and all this, and yeah. it's the Stone Cold vibe. It'd be tight though. Like I, I want to see that. I would love to see Mance and uh, and Blake. That would be a fun uh, match. Yes. Mance, Mance fighting like one point four people right now is cool too. It takes two, three people to sometimes scare him off. I do like that also. He's right now. He's like the ultimate disruptor. I like that. Ooh, Once you could build up to to Mance versus Blake by having him wrestle uh, Shane Mercer as like the mm. bodyguard, the, oh, the totally penultimate forward. boss, and yep. oh, dude. You gotta fight you, the ginger. You, they both do death. You could you could make it fucking violent. And even then, like I've seen uh at the UCC, like we don't get glass in the UCC anymore, but like some of the best hardcore matches that I'm like, this is honestly better than a few death matches I've seen have been with Manser. I saw Manser and Hunter Freeman uh oh, that do was a, a hardcore match. match. Yeah. That motherfucker stapled his palm. Yep. Like, oh, oh did, he God. also I think they there was a a tongue staple in that? Yeah, tube? he did the tongue gift. <laughs> yeah. Answer does the tongue a lot. Yeah, yeah. and okay, that's Raleigh it's not just like hit. the click click, like nah, dude. He Hunter Freeman had like dollars. I know because I threw a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh but he he like straight up did like um the uh the staples to the the money. Dude, we had a buddy in Vegas that asked him to staple a dollar to his head. Remember that B? Oh, fuck I got that. a picture of Vegas. Oh Hunter Freeman, yeah. Yeah, fucking stay. He, I don't know if he realized how how much it was gonna hurt or not, but he's like, yeah, let's. Do. One of those fans, like, oh yeah, I can take a light tube to the take fucking top. <laughs> and so he's like, all right, man, stand right here and just pop right in his forehead, and you could hear immediately where it hurt him. And he's just like, oh, ah, and his eyes opened up real big. He had that adrenaline rush. Hilarious. I took a picture right as the adrenaline hit. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's let's acknowledge the chat. Uh, the JCW belt to Mason just to run Frank's life, dude. I don't talk. I don't know if you guys know this too. Frank loves time. Charles Mason. We don't have enough Huge time fan. on this podcast to to explain for me to go on my rant about how much I despise how Charles Mason has been booked in this company. We do not have enough time for that discussion right now. Do you think that he's under uh, underrated? 
or he's run the same angle six times with four people. I see. I see. I think you were saying that also. We said that at the beginning. So at the beginning of this one, it's like really the same shit. (laughs) I like Charles Mason a ton, and I agree with you. Like I like the the one the one moment they could have saved Charles Mason's as as you know whatever he's doing with some American Psycho bullshit is back in the carousel room. I want to say. I want to say, don't tell me what to do. It's one of those older February Atlantic City shows where Charles Mason was doing his normal run in the ring, yelling at the crowd. And then he said something about, you know, he he vaguely gestured at, at Gage and the crowd immediately said, Gage Mason, Gage Mason now. And then he backed off of it. And then that killed any sort of push, heat, you know, momentum wow. that he had because – wow. Because they could have done that. It was because they said it on a Saturday and they could have done it the next day. Gage Mason, just fucking, you know, shot call it and send it. And then that would, that would do something to Mason. But no, he's done this weird fucking stalker angle six times, including twice with Allie, twice with Billy. And it's like, yeah. oh boy, he's done another stalker angle because he's got money. He's so fucking good at wrestling, though. Yes, that's what I, I love. He's so fucking good. Hog was is awesome. He's like, he so wrestles strong. He wrestles in a suit. Yes, he's great. He, but his but the gimmick just completely turns me off from it. I I agree with like it's the repetitive. I I I remember that gauge spot. And I think we maybe made mention of it where like maybe Mason's like the next guy to go his, to. But then we were saying if yeah, he does, he, he won't was, do death match. He was absolutely pinned to be the next the next. That would have been badass. RSP hero. like he had RSP vibes for a minute, but then it just all vaporized, and now he's just doing this stupid. I, there has to be good. a way to salvage it <laughs> somewhere. I don't know what it is. I'm just a fucking fan. But like I I will. As a fan looking in as like him as a performer, like I'm not looking at kayfabe or sure. anything like that. The man needs something because he's so talented. Like seeing him live, uh, I think I've seen him live like two or three times. The shit that he does is nuts. And it's it's so entertaining. Like I, I tell everybody like my favorite thing that he does, like he'll hit it from the turnbuckle that like Death Valley driver that yeah, he rolls yeah, into. I saw that shit at homecoming with a dog collar on. And he hit it, and it immediately stood up, and I was like, "God, fucking damn, that's so sick!" So, but it's it's the the reason he gets he gets literally chanted Jimmy Lloyd at him is because the gimmick is just so terrible, and we're so over it as as a city as Atlantic City is just so over it, and they'll just chant Beach Ball or Jimmy Lloyd whenever he's in a, whenever he's in the ring. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, here that's we my go. Rant. Sorry. No, nah, you're good. All good. Now another 13 people will be able to hear me rant about why I, I can't. <laughs> I love when he stalks me. Now we got YouTube. Yeah, we got YouTube Blake Christian. I love when he stalks me. I think I brought that up before. I wouldn't mind before the Shane Mercer came around. I could see kind of Blake teaming with Mason to kind of cause like an anti-GCW kind of thing of like we're going to burn it down from the inside with Blake being the champion and Mason being the rich enough to kind of – get the must money behind it and hire the muscles and stuff. But also Blake would work with Mason for the protection and stuff. I, I yeah. we thought about that as a kind of like a little GCW versus everyone else, uh, storyline back in the day. All right. Last match of the evening, the main event of feels, uh, feels no feel no ways. Richard holiday going against Hammerstone and same thing. I'm glad Hammerstone got this main event in Phoenix yeah. and local boy uh, got a yeah a lot of time and great matchup with. Uh, they went for a um, minute. It's yeah. very cool as a local AZ wrestling nerd to know that I saw that guy wrestle Hammerstone. I saw Hammerstone wrestle um, 
maybe 2017, 2016. Yep. To a tiny fucking ballroom we have here. I, I went out and watched him and wrestle. It was cool. There was like maybe like 30 people there. And then now he's on GCW. So very happy to see that he got, um, you know, the call up at least for uh, a GCW level show. Um, but yeah, it was, it was cool. I thought Richard holiday is a good pairing cause he's a very large man. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's only yeah. so much you can do with people that big. Uh, so something like Richard holiday was a good pairing. Um, uh, the, the great, and being able the great to like, Etor you had once said, uh, big meaty men slapping meat. Yeah. Yes. I love it. Yeah. It, I think that was like, like to talk about earlier the MLB uh, MLW stuff too. I think that was a cool way to end the show. But Hammerstone, mm-hmm. as you said, the call up. I, I hate using that word too, call up. I do too. It feels like I don't know what this else. This was call a it, step up from him. This was yeah. from the, a lot of the promotions we he's been working. I thought this was a good step up, and it's nice seeing him getting to yeah. hire and nothing against here. MLW or anything. I just exactly. I don't know what else to call it. So, yep. So I yeah, agree. Uh, but having uh, him, you know, killed it. go from he, he finished his MLW contract and they kind of like took those little strands and then incorporated it. Uh, I thought it was done well. Yeah, so. I liked it, too. But yeah, just that's the best way to put it. Big, meaty men slapping meat. We got to see some Richard Holiday shenanigans and how good he is, which some is story Richard angle about, about uh, Hammerstone's knee. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that was yeah. Uh, from the previous night, too. Yeah, he so. got jacked a little bit the previous night, and I don't know how much he was selling or not, but he definitely did need to wrap it a little bit. Uh, Hammerstone, yeah, this is a 20-minute match. Hammerstone, we've seen him in 30, 40-minute matches here in Vegas. Dude can go, and yep. he carried the FSW belt here, here in Vegas, I think, for three years, B. Does that sound right? That was a long time, That's yeah. Fucking long like, fucking time. He, and he called himself the head of the table as well? He, he <laughs> could easily do that. He could easily do that. Um if there was time and whatnot, he could be a very solid GCW champion. Imagine him coming down with the belt and da da. It could be done. Is he GCW style? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Here's why. He's fucking clean. We're used to not having clean. Oh whoa 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 whoa. We're getting asked a question here. Who wins Jacob? We kind of covered a little bit of this, but Blake may not have been around. I got three names. My three names are uh, Cole Radrick, Alec Price, or one called Manders. Those are the three that I have that I feel fairly confident with. I'll give you two. Okay, who do I, I new one? Who do I think is going to win it? Versus who, who do you want to win it? Who would I yeah. want to win it? Yeah. Okay. Who do I think is going to win it? Alec Price. Uh, I think mm-hmm. I think it, the, the time is perfect for him. Um, He's been doing a great run uh, with all the IWTV promos that I follow. <laughs> like, just to say it as a collective, no shame against, like, you know, clustering them all together. But I watch IWTV to watch Alec Price. Um, so, like, Wrestling Open and stuff. He's doing a great run with all of that. Uh, he's currently, uh, if we're thinking about entertainers as products, he's a hot product right now. I think it'd be a good little uh, thing to add to his trophy case. Who do I want to win? Mr. Fucking Danger. Because I love Mr. Danger what? so what? goddamn much. You can ask Frank. <laughs> You're going to love him Mr. Danger. Oh, my gosh. Oh, no. He's he so didn't. entertaining. I didn't expect that answer. Oh, I my God. I got a new name, man. Nick Wayne. I want to see Wayne. Nick okay. Wayne. Okay. Nick Wayne, Jordan finals. Do the blow off there. I don't see finals, but I see them like maybe the quarters. That I, that would be, yeah. That would okay. be 
I want to see Blake. Nick Wayne against Blake. Like, I don't know. Like, is that? I didn't see the night two. I know it's like a question well, mark. We have, is it the uh, winner? Well, I have I have night one pulled up right now. Okay. So in the in the first round scramble, Rena, Myron Reed, Cole, Billy, Jack, Cartwheel, Mason. That's set oh, up really. literally just to take everybody out that can't take a hit right now. Yeah. Um, um, non. I I go with Cole for that winner. If not, only uh, Mason or Cole. Mason or Cole. I want to yeah. see Myron. I want to see Myron. Uh, for sure. Match two: Deppen versus Mikowski. Deppen. See Deppen. Oh, uh, that's gonna be a good match. Mikowski's kind of yeah. Go ahead. Oh uh, no! Oh, no, go ahead. I was only saying right now, Mikowski. I've just been hearing his name so much in different places. Oh yeah, they are. A push. Right. You know he what? Yeah, you a little push. I'm just saying, Tony, you know, Tony Depp and Gatekeeper, you know, blah, 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 you know, against anybody. Uh, match three, Gresh versus Alec Price. Don't make me pick. Gresham, Alec Price. I'll be on. I, I, I'm, I'm still going to go with Price. Yeah, I see I a story. They could, they could be using that's a, There's the story. That's, Gresham that's would be making also, Price look honestly, good. Honestly, if, here's, here's the thing. And this is how you think about it, like, for me as a fan. <laughs> if Gresham loses to Alec, it doesn't mm-hmm. really hurt Gresham. If that's true alec loses to gresham it hurts alec only because Correct. gresham has a history of being a well-seasoned veteran with gold to his name alec could use the jacob victory more than gresham and it's no shade on anybody but i feel like alec could get more out of the jacob so i'm yeah. gonna go with alec uh, but like man like oh yeah like my my non-joking pick would be either alec price um i really like man like Doris. Uh, or honestly, Radrick, I feel like Radrick could could benefit from this too. So, uh, yeah, man like anyway. Darice, man like Darice versus Slam uh, Ma- Masha Slamovich. I think Masha. Oh, yeah, yeah, Masha. So, so uh, who would Masha go against in in her next round? Then, if she I don't, we don't know, it'd be the winner, Mikowski, Mikowski and Deppen, huh? Yeah. Masha and Deppen. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, oh, if they would allow it, Masha and Deppen would be fantastic. Yeah. So that's why I'll say the story. I, sorry, I skipped ahead. I was looking up here. Jordan has a story if he goes to the finals. He's going to, if he goes through McCoy, that's a former Spartan teammate. And then the next match, you'd have to face the winner of that scramble if it's Myron Reed, former tag partner. Mm-hmm. And then if he, if Wayne, Wayne goes until, yeah, if he gets to the, he'd have to beat Nick Wayne to get to the finals. Yeah. Uh, all three teams. It's going to be a fire year. Honestly, I'm, yeah. I was hyped for the J-Cup last year. I'm oh really God, hyped yeah. for the J-Cup. Yeah, that was one of the bigger. funnest shows. Uh, just, to run, just, to run, just to run down the, the, the back half of the card. Just, yep. yeah. I'm not going to stop. Uh, Janela versus Morton. I think Janela. Yeah. Because Janela well, went deep last year. Yeah, I well, think it would be good yeah. for Carrie, though, but I think Janela, too. That's what I'm looking at. I'm like, does the kid? Yeah. Uh, 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 Nick, oh. Nick Wayne versus Marcus Mathers. I think I think I, Mather, I, Mathers is sticking around. I don't think he needs it that much. I think the same thing. Yeah. Uh, Nick, Sasuke, versus, Sasuke versus Speedball. Sasuke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You think they got him for more than one match? Oh, they got him for. That's my thing. That's why they I got him for think. at least day two. He's got another match day two. Here, here, yeah, I, I think, I would, I think I would he's going to be the open challenge. Speedball went to the That's finals last year. I want Speedball versus Nick Wayne yeah. in the in the next that second. It can honestly round. go either way. And then Oliver I versus Sasuke. Sasuke versus Blake. Book it night two. It's open Holy challenge. Shit. Sasuke comes out. That'd that be fucking something else. Heat. I could see ba- like uh, something Sasuke like that. and Chris Blake Christian. Yeah. Wayne Mathers, I'd take Wayne, but I don't know how much deeper he'd go than round two. Yeah, Wayne would have that. 
Give him Jordo Wayne round two. So Jordo, so Jordo, let's see, Jordan Oliver's the down there. The first time they actually meet is the is the uh, semifinals. Here's here is the one thing. If we get <coughs> if we get Blake in the finals this or not Blake, um, if we get um Jordo in the finals again this year, you can't do it again next year. Like I I I'm don't, the same way, yeah. I, I am I understand the three peat was a thing for deathmatch. It was cool, but like Oh, I didn't know there was. An you can't have. You can't have going, like repeated wins over and over. Like, oh no, yeah, there's actual bracket. Yeah. yeah, I'm the same way. Like I, I, I mean, biggest Jordan fan. I, I even this back to back. I don't think he needs it. I, I would rather see like someone like an Alex get it or someone That's like a Doris. I, I, I want to see someone right. else that needs it. I, I think that if you're gonna have going going through his history on the West and Price coming up on the East. that's the finals i want to see like that we've been talking about those finals those two representing jcw for a while alec and jordan that would be a banger that would be like they went jordan sorry go ahead i was just gonna say i asked our listeners and in double digits alec price came up there was not even a close second he's hot right now dude but it could be just our listeners because you know we're kind of big on alec (laughs) price but Dude, what? And and I'm gonna tell He's you, female after female after female love Alec Price. They do. So, I don't know. That's that's a hard one to deny. And honestly, I've looked this past year. Alec and and Jordan have crossed paths three, four times. I wonder if that's just warm up matches. Yeah, they oh, yes. did like a couple yeah. times, like one on one, and a couple times in like triple threats or whatever. Like and I know they, they just always, had the one against men, like Darius. And they would always kind of have a little bit of static in the match. and the scramble. Would, yeah, that last yeah. scramble. They have Alec, Alec and Jordo have a chemistry too that's so similar in style, but so different at the same time. That would be such a cool thing to see with stakes like the j-cup one of the best matches i've seen of them was in prestige i hate to say it. like they had a prestige match out east yeah uh alec price against uh jordan yeah the prestige match was crazy jordan do you see jordan losing the j-cup and i say this specifically because he's on his current his european tour and the reason he's on his european tour is because he has he's got the jcw belt I think those, he said I he was taking it with him, but I don't think that's like, he's going to be in Japan here coming up soon. Yeah, too, I don't think I, it's I don't think a factor. It. Like, yeah. not that it's like a not important belt, but I think he's just taking it with him. Okay, like it's it's one of his belts. I think that's not a deciding factor in anything. So, hmm. but I think <laughs> in a booking sense, Jordo passing the torch to Alec Price seems right. Yeah, because Alec could continue what Jordan's done, wrestle all over the world in crazy but bigger it's, it's matches. Like, that's what enough. Jordan's done for that belt. It's different enough stylistically that it doesn't feel like, and I repeat the same yep. thing. Because there Correct. have been times in other promos where the champion hands off the champion, and you're like, it's the same person. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Like in WWE, like if we're talking that, like The Rock winning the belt off Roman. It's like cool. And now right, we won't next? see for six months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that I, I I like that though. Alec Price, uh, uh, Jordan yeah, would it's, be it's, a fun it's one. It's similar but different enough. It, it it's like a good not that he would be a transitional champ, but it's a good transition from one champ to another. I agree. Mm. So then next night, then would the champion take on Blake? Isn't that how that? No, goes? it says open challenge. That's why I just double check. It says that's why I was saying like maybe Sasuke loses to Bailey, feels cheated, and open hey, challenge for one Blake? more match. Yeah, and I think that's yeah, why maybe Sasuke some... could answer it. Let's I'm just start... trying to think of who's in that tournament that could answer. But then I don't like that person getting a 
you lose the tournament, but you get a world title match. Let's That's get another Scarlett to come out about. and wrestle Blake because I believe he DDT'd her at the last Jersey J Cup. <laughs> I'm into watching Scarlett. Was it a DDT? Was it a DDT? Oh, yeah. Uh, was it DDT or Stomp? It was something, yeah. It was something. No, I don't think it was a Stomp, yeah. <laughs> I just remember getting texts from multiple people like, dude, Blake attacked Scarlet. And I was like, no way. Did he make it out of the building alive? <laughs> <laughs> so if Bailey wins his chunk and Wayne hits his chunk in round two, we'd have Speedball versus Nick Wayne. Fucking down for it. <laughs> like that left uh-huh. side of the bracket's fired. Every no scenario yeah, for this year's Jersey Jacob is yeah. just heat. And I love like what the right side because it's going to bring like completely different. Like Depp and Mikowski, that's a good matchup style. Yeah. At least I'm a Vistarese. That's like that's two different styles there. Gresham Price is going to be good. That's another good match for Price. I love when he gets Price, these little spots. If matches. Price wins and Janela wins, we could have Price versus Janela in the round in round two. And I can that see Janela really making good. like Price like a million bucks there. And then he rolls the into quarters. the final. Then Deppin looks him and makes him look like a million bucks into the final. It or fills Deppin's role too of being the gatekeeper or Masha. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. He has to go through both because for me, it seems like Deppin and Janela are the two, you know, you throw them in the ring and you got to get there okay. Honestly, I would like to see Deppin, like, carry something. He needs it. Yeah. He's, he's, he's done a lot of work. And I, I think, yeah. you know, I don't know if this is the discussion this year or next year or whatever, but him winning a Jacob would be sick. I fairly think he's going to remain independent as a wrestler also. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what he may be able to do. Um, gosh, he could use something. You're right. Yep. Just, I, nice I, dude, I've been, that acknowledgement. I've been a fan of his for honestly, I think probably like three years at this point is when I was first introduced to him. Nothing but great matches and he can work with anybody. And it's like, there's a reason he's called the gatekeeper. Like I had him sign my card that says the gatekeeper specifically <laughs> because it says the gatekeeper on it. You share a small nice. conversation with him and you'll never, you'll never not cheer him on. Like oh yeah yeah it, he'll win you in in one conversation nice guy he's a he's a real one interacting so, with fans so we're saying uh, Cole or not Cole but I I said Cole and Price and Manders is Manders I don't see Manders no, on here Manders isn't on here so I'd have to go with Cole and Price as my two I'm going for the young cats but again my back pocket is I don't know if Cole really needs this title it might be we're we're, we're real professional where we we're, we were cheering on someone who's not in the tournament to win the tournament dude that's I am, <laughs> I am total professionalism I, I, I ooze professional did you even go to journalism <laughs> fuck no what's that <laughs> I haven't read the paper in 30 years bro paper so we're doing top I, two I, picks yeah, I know, for right? like main event or like two picks to win it what was that mm. are we doing two picks to win it or what, what, what is yours john you said the two i i would say the main event on jersey night two for me i think would look like alec price versus speedball mike yeah uh, you've won me over with that with that one before that's a good one speedball again so back-to-back appearances yep in the main event yep you no no it. no jordo jordo price you got me with jordo price Jordo oh price. gotcha that's a good one too yeah Okay, so yeah. I guess what I'm asking is like, what is the main event for the J Cup year two? Oh, what do you think match of the night's going to be? No, the, what, main, the event. main event. The main event. The Jordan, final, final two. Jordo Price seems to make sense. I think so. like Jordo Price. Yeah. Jordo Price. That's where I'm at too. Yeah, and I think I'm, Price goes over, but I think it's I think it's it's going to be done in the style of face versus face. I don't think it's going to. I think it's going to be. Oh no, like it'll absolutely be a face face match. Yeah, kind of like how Speedball oh, yeah. and Jordo was, where like at the end of it they just hugged and then. 
that's that's how it is. So I guess me, even Jordan, possibly starting to do some of the heel work to try to like, hey, I, I don't want to lose this belt. I'm taking it back with me, yeah. kind of thing, like yeah. to even further push Price along. I'm thinking Jordan's going to go far in this just so McCoy can fuck him over in the last. <laughs> oh, please get McCoy out of this. You know that's going to. I'm not. A, like, I'm not deep onto McCoy. Much. He just doesn't. He doesn't. Uh, he doesn't grab. It's my just gone too long Nothing to me. I like Raleigh. There we go. There's a dream match night too. Sasuke versus Danger. I was thinking Gresham they, versus yes. Danger. I <laughs> <They guess. laughs> Dude, that is awesome. My my real answer, you have my real answers. My fantasy, throw everything at the fucking wall and what sticks, Mr. Mm-hmm. Danger. Honestly, though, like no, no jokes or anything. If you watch Mr. Danger's matches, like he's he's awesome. He's very entertaining. He does some awesome flippy shit. I think he's like one to uh, one to keep an eye out for. So um, Frank, out out east. Uh, what he was one of the settlements. Um, is there a wrestler rocket? Um He's out of uh, Tremont School. Yeah. Okay. Really? Or yeah, I that's think who... he was. Hold on. I think he was out of Tremont School. I forgot his name, but like he, I, I, when I first saw Mister Danger, like I got confused and I thought that was him. I was like, oh, because like that Rocket person was cool, but Danger is awesome. Like the three matches I seen of his is yeah dope in GCW. <laughs> he's just a spot waiting to happen. But uh, I, I, Rocket... forget, I didn't know. If... Yeah, Rocket is from Tremont School, I believe. Okay, yeah. I, I think me and me and Frank were talking about it when he was here. Like, Mr. Danger is awesome. Give him a couple of years, and I think he's going to be big. Yeah. Is he at uh, AR Fox's school? Is that what yeah. they're saying? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I got yeah. Definitely can't wait to see him. Yeah, I saw him he's once. The... I want to say on a – I think it was a Black Label Pro show or something. Um, and ever since then, I've just – I found him really fun to watch. So. Mr. Danger took the spot that Justice used to have for the high dive, you know, the viral high dive spot of the weekend. Yeah. Yeah, he's that, definitely did that pretty much this weekend. He was the one who literally put the, the highest in the room into highest in the room, too. Yeah. Ladder, yeah. I think he's, yeah, he's uh, he's under the radar right now, but I think a year from now we're going to look back at all yep. these crazy dives and shit and be like, this motherfucker really put it on the line. And we didn't, yeah. Yeah. We didn't appreciate him till later. Well, I don't think any spot in the UCC is going to top um ninja mac falling off of the roof <laughs> i was right under i was oh, right underneath yeah. there dude I was that so was fun. nuts because uh, it was uh, speedball and ninja mac uh, fighting on the catwalk in the back of the yeah. ucc mm. and then he almost hit the printer he just saw speedball's face i was like one of his first matches back he accidentally stepped on the printer like the the fear in his eyes he was like oh my god like and someone made a joke like he better not hit that printer or else he's gonna go back to canada we won't see him for another seven years <laughs> Oh, Raleigh said they were at that match too. Yeah, I was right underneath uh, Ninja Mac and uh, Speedball when they were up there. I was like on the right hand side. Like, but I was like shocked there was one door. Like, really throw another door under there. Give him something to fall on. (laughs) Fuck, man. (laughs) I literally turned. I was like, we're really just going to do one door right now. Good luck, Ninja. Yeah, well, he's he's small. He'll he'll bounce. (laughs) He'll bounce. Uh, All right. Well, that that was uh, a heartbreak. Yeah, that was the first night. No, that was the yeah. night they rioted. So you, yeah, that was the night they rioted with Joey and uh, yeah. Xbox. Raleigh went to that, and then coldest winter won, and then yeah. came back and was like, I, "You're coming." He didn't even ask me. He's like, "You're coming with me to Paranoid," and I was like, "Okay." And then I like wrestling. Went to my first GCW event, met uh, Minoru Suzuki, and then we watched Bussy win the belts. And like, yeah, that was sick. Wow. So that was like right around that time too. Yeah. That was fun. 
You know what's eating at me is that Arizona in three months, three months, gets two shows and Las Vegas gets one a year. I'm going to be hitting up Vegas soon, bro, because you guys always get a silver nugget show and you always run glass and silver nugget fans always show the fuck up in Vegas. And I don't understand it, but okay. So capacity, there's like 1200. We go. Yeah, we go up. Yeah, you guys Uh, get one guess 14 to 16. Yeah, we get one huge show, and that's what I'm going to do on our podcast is I'm going to be like, look, guys, you're coming to Vegas. We get one a year. You better fucking bring it. I mean, you really need to fucking bring it. So we'll find out. But yeah, Yeah. West Coast fucking loves. Oh, what's up? That was one time. That was the the collective weekend where they got seven shows in 48 hours. We had that one. That was, uh, was that that when, was that Downward Spiral that he's referring to? Yeah. Yeah, no, no, that was full tilt like, weekend. I was yep. just talking about that show because I want to hit up Vegas again in May. Because dude, we always I get do it. We always get a Silver Nugget show at the the last week of May. Historically, they mm-hmm. always run glass, which means Double I want to be there. And then they always bring in a couple other people because AEW is there, mm-hmm. and the shows are cheap as shit. Because me and Raleigh went to a midnight Black Label Pro show, and the tickets were like twenty bucks. And they do they always do one show that's in the middle of like that Fremont Street Mall. Yeah, VXS. VXS always does that. Like that like, was. Show. Oh, the, don't even well, VXS. Raleigh, are you West Coast? Because the way he's you're Arizona talking, too. He's oh, a, is he? He's the guy with with he's the one of my homies. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. He's part of the reason GCW was. He's a number. Denial. Like he's yeah. a number I gave to you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Good. Well, that's even better then. So it's a familiar. Yeah, that. Uh, I I got sick that weekend with COVID from some wrestler. I don't know who. That that uh, that full tilt weekend, yeah. I attended every fucking show. Still, <laughs> I didn't know I was sick sick at the time, and I'm like, damn, maybe I'm just a little tired. That's where, yeah, that's where we first met it's you. It's fun, you, know, <laughs> you the, guys, all the right there. The mini wow. collective stuff that they do because they do one in Chicago too um, for the Second City Summit. They always run like three four shows. Um, I always call them mini collectives because like that's what it is. That's what they um, called it. Yeah, they called it the, the, the Vegas one is always fun because. I'll just take like a Monday and a Friday off and then we will just go up there and there's so mm-hmm. many of them and there's so much wrestling related shit happening. Like, yep. I got a ton of like funny boots and stuff like that from a market that was just like all sorts of wrestling stuff. Like they'll collectible marketplaces and all kinds of shit pops up. And like, there's so much wrestling going on that weekend that like you can accidentally find yourself at one and the tickets are always cheap. So yep. yeah, we Vegas were is always at, fun. So we were at everything, John. I will be bugging FSW both of weekend. You. <laughs> yeah, we I'll were at Vegas every show that visit. weekend. You remember yeah. Full Tilt Weekend had no air conditioning? Oh, Jesus. Oh, uh, was... that first the first uh, Vegas show was rough. Was I hot. can relate because was I was at I was at was... NHB 50 in, in the H2O Center. It was 110 inside oh, at night. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. That's no, that's Arizona heat. Dude. That's rough. Oh, in FSW, we get that shit through the summer all the time. They don't have AC at their fucking events. Nope. I, I actually didn't know because I used to bring no, ice to fill up. Because when we were at Jimmy's birthday, it was freezing inside. <laughs> yeah, they don't turn on shit either way. Yeah, I was so- fully bundled up with a beanie on and gloves because I was like, holy fuck, it's cold in here. <laughs> dude, one time it was the middle of the summer, and this is an average summer show. You'll hit 110, 115 inside the building, yeah. and there's really... How do they not pass out? Like, honestly, that's, like, kind of risky. When like we the, went, we would go, like, we would go... I've seen people get sick under the water. ring. <laughs> yes, yeah, they'll be puking. We'll have people pass out. It's, like, the stupidest, corniest shit ever. Um, 
I'll just go ahead and say it. Heat. Did you see a while back that? Uh, oh shit! Um, I can't remember his name. He was like, "I'll be damned if you pay me in ex- uh, exposure." Um, I'm, I'm trying to think of his name. That was in regards F- to a Vegas show. I'm oh, trying exposure. to think of. Uh, fuck. Was it Effie? No. It's okay. I'll figure it out oh, later, okay. but someone was a little pissed off online and something told me it may have been Las Vegas because he said, like, hell, are you going to pay me an exposure? And I know only one person that would be the type to pay someone an exposure. We both know who that is. So <laughs> I wonder if maybe that, that deal wasn't too sweet. So I'll leave it at that. Um, no, <laughs> he was. It. He was full out bitching about it. He was not happy. But anyway. Yeah, the only time I was there was again, like I said, in for Jimmy's, and it was cold as shit inside. Yeah, they speedball never versus Miedo match of the night. Oh, <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, jeez. That's that's a that's a whole another hour long discussion. I won't get into, but <laughs> goddamn, uh, no, 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 Raleigh, not Danny, Danny Demanto. Demanto. <laughs> no. However, I tried to I talked to Danny probably a year and a half ago. I was trying to get him out here, but it just didn't make money. It just wouldn't have made money, so he didn't do it. So that was an attempt. That's I really discussion. did try to get him. Out ICW. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was literally way. talking to the GCW guy about getting ICW out to Vegas. <laughs> All right. Well, we did it, John. We did LA. Gabe, Frank, you joined us here. We appreciate you guys. Uh, that was awesome, man. Thank you guys so much. And Gabe, you guys rock. Thank yes. you guys for everything in uh, Arizona. Frank, nice seeing you in person in Arizona, too. It was awesome. Yes. And hopefully mm-hmm. uh, I can make it down. Again, I know you guys are all probably planning on June sixteenth, but hopefully I'll make it down there. We'll see. I'll be Father's there. Day. I'll be there. Yeah. yeah. I told Raleigh, him that GCW needs to do something for fathers on that day. If you guys do come, and this isn't this isn't like you guys know, you gotta fucking hydrate. I'm just telling anybody, yeah, yeah. anybody yep. that's listening to this, like if you are going to go to the June sixteenth show, not because the building's hot inside or anything, it has AC, but just in general. I didn't even notice the heat that night. Got, I swear to God, yeah, no, there were people that were complaining about it, and it's like I it, saw that. I was like, what? It was not hot at all. But anyway, if you do come out and you're listening and you're like, "Ooh, Arizona seems like a hot crowd," you have to force yourself to drink water. Please yep. do it. You will get sick. You will get hospitalized. The amount of people that realize like oh no it's too late i'm too thirsty you're gonna get sick like, it <laughs> yep. happens and it's already too late when you figure it out yeah so hydrate if you come out here but yes the i'm so stoked for that that crowd's gonna be popping off again i probably will not make it out to that show just because that's like right around tos weekend so oh yeah i think yeah. you said you're gonna try to do every other or something like that well, whatever next next february show i'll come around i'll come back around so that's, that's what i do one with thing. vegas I just I plan on going to Vegas in May <laughs> or February, whichever. I do have to do one death match, and I, I'm mad I didn't go in the last year of the showboat. I almost went to the TOS. Oh, you got to no, make the, it the out last there. One the showboat. I'm happy to say I've been both UCC and I've been to uh, AC. And I will say this, totally different crowds. They have their own definite style I've explained of hanging out. I've explained this to a lot of people that – AC gets a rap- reputation of not being excited for matches just because we get so much of it. And it's just that at a certain point, it just becomes, it's not a going to a show. It's going to be seen at a scene. Oh and yeah. And you know, when you get so many shows up in the Northeast, especially in Jersey, cause everything's legal in Jersey, you get, you know, you get your H2O every other week, you get an ICW now and again, you get GCW every other month at a certain point. It's just, Oh, Hey, let's go hang out at the show. And it's, you're not even going to a show. You're just, 
hanging out. I, I lost North my East, fucking shit. I had a North great East time. Fans <laughs> are clicky. North I, I enjoy clicky, it. especially in Boston and New York area. I was talking about this with you, B, at one of the. We were talking with a fan. He's like, dude, the Northeast fucking fans are clicky. And I'm like, yes, they are. Well, Gabe, you didn't really see, run into that as much. No, the GCW crowd was really chill. Well, that you, 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 were, you, were, you were with me, so that might have... That no, might have not even. <laughs> like, even the fact that I, I wasn't with you, I still hung out with, like, people, and it was it was very chill. Everyone, The vibe is just different. Like, UCC is has its own type of like crowd too. Uh, very, I don't know. Like, how I said, to... like I said before, it's a very much a residential versus a commuter vibe. Mm. Yeah. 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 Honestly, that's, that's the way to put it. Yeah. But it, it's fun. I, I recommend everybody at least go and see both coasts. So I don't know if I want to go to the terminal though, though. Like, I don't know. Like I showboat. It's I'm fun. in, but it's fine. Yeah. They, they, found, they found their footing. No, okay. it's great. I, I did get to stand uh, in the showboat though, which like, I know for the some people, they're like, talking about I'm sorry, that. Do that, yeah, just to do that one time. I stayed at the showboat, but yeah, carousel room, which I know some people are like, it's the carousel room. Cool. But it like for me, I want to go to Carrick Hall. I want to go to mm-hmm. um, yeah, see, where Freedom's go. runs. Like I like going to rooms. So being able to stand in the carousel room and kind of go, wow, it's because it's not cheap for me to get over to oh AC. Goodness. Like it's very expensive. So to finally be able to go there and be like, cool. So this is where, you know, ashes to ashes happened and like, Frank walked me through. He's like, here's where Jimmy almost died. <laughs> That's the show I go to, yeah. When I yeah, try to show cool, Jimmy Lloyd. That, was that the Glass Zealand match, right? Yeah. 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 But Ashes to Ashes was tight. Yeah. Uh, or not show. Ashes to Ashes. Uh, uh, Homecoming was tight. Uh, the Terminal is a, a, a good venue. I, I'm a fan of it. So One day. One day. Fingers I'll go crossed, with. Man. I'm down to go back. <laughs> yeah, Raleigh's like, Frank showed Raleigh's me all those sandwich too, places so. up there. And I got and I got Gabe hooked on the national meat of New Jersey. Yeah, pork roll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have some in my fridge because he brought some. I mailed pork roll to, to, to Gabe's house before I visited this week. So. Oh, that's a friend right there, man. But yes, not to take any more of your time. But yes, no, you guys, I'm, that's awesome. I'm always down to talk GCW because I am always watching this shit. So anytime you want another voice or for Phoenix again, hit me up. Fuck Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was fun. Yeah. You guys, it was fun to talk to and, uh, got a lot more information too. Uh, learn a lot. I always learn a lot with these, no matter who's on. It's, it's always fun learning. Fuck yep. Yeah. All right. Any last words you guys want to say before we get out of here? Titty sprinkles. Oh, go. he's got a good one. Uh, I hope Took everybody mine. comes and, you know, checks out Arizona wrestling at some point, even if it's too hot. Uh, come out there's always wrestling at the nile the nile is an independent venue everyone there um is working there because they love it it's a great ass vibe that that shit that you saw on the stream that's that's arizona wrestling that's what we bring so come on out it's a giant family Uh, john said it everyone there just felt like doesn't matter who you are family come and hang out it's a safe space you know we have queer talent there um queer people in the crowd like it's it's just an overall good vibe just come and check it out. If you're a coming in the summer, town. hydrate. <laughs> if you go to the, oh, town, oh my, 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 my word. If you go to the showboat, don't fucking park at the showboat. Park at the Hard Rock. It's cheaper. <laughs> That's true. That's actually true. Big advice right there. I didn't even know they charge, so yeah, good to know. 35 bucks a day. Eat my ass. <laughs> for 35 bucks a day. That, that's be. a true life hack <laughs> that I, I learned from him. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I have nothing but good things to say about AZ. I'm 100% back. No questions asked. The the crowd just exude thankfulness. Yep. Like it was just. Th- yeah. 
Yeah, I unplugged himself. It was so good, man. He's, I'll say thank you for him since he uh, seemed to unplug himself. No, I agree. Like I, I loved the drive. I loved the people there. Uh, didn't really get to eat much other than when we went to Waffle House afterwards. But we'd love to try the food next time. But it was – I, I loved every single piece of it. I had nothing bad to say Come out about a day or two Arizona. If you can. I'd love to, yeah. And I'll fucking show you all the spots. Frank, uh, Frank can be my, my Yelp review. It's been a long time since I've been impressed with the city. Like I've I've never been there, and wow, I want to go back. And it was just awesome, and especially It'll for the wrestlings like summer, that. <laughs> I yeah. we're Vegas, we're kind of used to it, but it's, it's yeah, a little, say, little different. Yeah. yeah, I'm good so. with that. You good over there, John? We got it all hooked back up. We think. Well, we don't know. He's still going. Nope. Yeah, check out AZ <laughs> Wrestling. We have a lot to offer. We have a lot of awesome homegrown talent that is eager to get out there. And uh, Bryn Thorne. For next GCW, please. I would love to see her beat ass with someone. I think she's defending the grab pass belt out here. Uh, yeah. Uh, against uh, Nick Sander, oh. if I'm not mistaken. Oh, we totally lost John, huh? All right. All right. Well, maybe we'll send him out of here. Uh, you guys can hop on here. <laughs> with yeah. the long-lived GCW. <laughs> no, oh, my flag. Uh, yeah. But yes. yes. All right. Oh, here we go. John, hop back on. Let's see if he's good there now. Jan, you there? You still alive? No, no sound. No sound? No? Okay. All right, might have to get out of here solo. All right. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, thank you again, Frank, Gabe, and everyone else that hopped by. Raleigh, Biz, uh, I'll say bye on behalf of John. He can't talk. Uh, It's all right. We're three hours in, three and a half hours in. Shit, we're really late. Uh, You guys got to get out of here. So long live GC. TW, we will catch you guys next time. Thank you guys, everyone. Bye. Have a good one. Bye bye.